clutch. Welcome back, everyone. All right. Let's go, Phils. The Fightins. Fightins, baby. Looking great. Three innings away from an NLCS berth. Two outs, Mario. Welcome back. Let's go. Make sure you read that fair use because we don't want to get blamed for anything. I just want to say, Ed, if you're listening, we're back. How you holding up, bud? Uh, dude, we made it, man. We made it. We're here. <laughs> we're, uh, we got a new look going. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Saturday afternoon edition of this In The Pain podcast. Let's freaking Saturdays go. are for the boys. Saturdays are for the boys, man. Uh, Mario, how are you doing, man? No, that's not even Dude, good. I'm doing fantastic. John, are. how are you feeling, brother? I'm feeling good, man. Hopefully the Phillies could, uh, hopefully this is an out. And I mean, I was always taught that the, uh, you know, ball beats the runner. It's automatic, you know, yep. tie goes to the runner. But that looked close, but we'll see. We got a challenge coming up here early on the Phillies. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I mean, first time uh, doing a show here in three weeks. We got a new look. Phillies, I mean, Phillies are hot, man. Who would expect the Phillies to be where they are today? And the way they started in September to now. It, I mean... We calling him now. Let's fucking go, Phillies. Just to think where this team's come from in September to where they're at now. It's crazy, dude. It's absolutely insane, man. Uh, so we, we are at the two-out mark here in the bottom of what? What do we got? The sixth? Bottom of the sixth going here? Bottom of seven? I think they're in the seventh. I think it might maybe the sixth. Sorry, they're, they're showing the replay right now for everyone at home. Uh, welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen. It feels great to be back. Uh, it's top of the seventh. Top of the seventh. So they are going in the seventh. We are three innings away from closing this series out uh, and, you know, beating those Braves, man. Uh, I mean, like like we were saying, dude, who would have thought we would be here three innings away from the NLCS? Now, I don't want to talk too soon and get crazy. Anything can happen. Sure. But, I mean, to the Phillies' credit, man, they've been playing out of their minds this postseason. Dude, it's been crazy. Like, you, you've gotten great pitching. All of your aces have given you gems. Wheeler, Nola, Syndergaard pitched great earlier today. You're getting good pitching. You're getting the bullpen stepping up. The, the heart of the lineup, uh-oh. Uh, we got the uh, little, uh, don't worry fire about Fire drill. Yeah, fire drill going off. We uh, set up. Please exit the uh, building to the left here. No worries here, ladies and gentlemen. We're just going to keep it pressing even with that uh, fire alarm. That will go off shortly. That's just because of the smoke. I mean, we, we, we like to bake out in here. You know what I mean? Smoke weed so, uh, every day. Yeah, but uh, we, uh, to, uh, actually, so, you know what? I'll do this, Mario. Hold that thought. We'll wait till they, uh, the Phillies come back from a commercial break. Blink-182 is back together as well, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, Tom DeLong. Welcome back, Tommy D. The much-anticipated... The much speculated, the now confirmed return of the classic Blink lineup. Classic Blink lineup, man. And they're going on a world tour. They just dropped the song yesterday called Edging. So I don't care if this is going to get us flagged. We are going to be right back. Uh, I'm going to take care of this because I, I'm not going to be able to do a podcast with that beeping. Oh, it went off. We're still going to play this song, though, because I feel yeah, like it's We already fitting. teed it up. We might as well, you know, hit one right off the tee. So uh, Blink-182, uh, Edging. Here we go. Gonna be the shot song today. How's that sound? Everyone, get your glasses like out. This is kind of like a drinking song. I feel like. Get your glasses out. Get the beer ready. Get the beer. Get the whiskey. It gives me. It gives me the vibes like a folk drinking song. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's do a shot to this man. Um, All right, man. To another show. We're back to the Phillies, and we got the birds tomorrow. We got a lot of shit to talk today. 
Let's have a good show, my friend. Let's have a good show, Mario. Welcome back, everyone. Wanna play? Who wanna play? Wanna play? It's just good to hear Tom's voice again. Isn't yeah. It? No matter what you think about the song, you know. I can't see. Oh, here we go. There's a special place in hell that my friends and I know well. There's a perfect place to go when it's time to lose control. No, I need the broken hearted. Oh, no, look at the mess we started. Oh, no, I need the broken heart. Got a one two count in Phil's game. The pitch. Ooh, all outside. Just a bit outside. No, I need the broken hearted. Oh, no, look at the mess we started. Oh, no, I need the broken hearts this way. Oh, full count. Ladies and gentlemen, Blink-182 back in their new song, Edging. Phillies with a strikeout. Let's go. Yo, what a show to come back to, man. Let's go. Dude, this is the perfect show to come back to. It's almost better that we held off to today. I, I think so, man. I think we're looking at a clinching game here, dude. So, all right. Uh, it's going to be a party, first, man. First things first. We are back. Uh, this is, you know, first time we're back uh, since North and South Carolina, man. So to everyone out there who hasn't, you know, uh, we, we did drop a vlog, uh, you know, documenting that whole weekend. So check that out. It's on our YouTube channel streaming now. Uh, but, you know, to everyone out there uh, who we haven't talked to since that, um, South Carolina, North Carolina were very successful. Trips, uh, obviously, you know, home for the day. Seneca Burns, man, they... You know, uh, we're nothing more than hospital the whole time. Dude, uh, Southern hospitality is so real. Like, from the moment we got down there, everybody's the nicest people down there. They fed us pizzas during the show. Home for the day, Seneca Burns, those guys took great care of us. Those guys are kind of our guides down there. Oh, yeah, man. It was a great time, man. Yeah, great time. What a weekend. Dude. We crushed it. Uh, I mean, it was great, you know, just We playing. had a dog come on stage during our set. I've never played a show that a dog has ran on stage. And dude, a golden retriever at that, dude. Yeah, I mean, you like you said, Airbud. Airbud. I mean, the 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 golden retriever of pop punk joined us. On the, stage. the pup punk, if you will. The pup punk. Hey, Mario's <laughs> back. He didn't mess his stat. Give it up for Mario. Ready, baby. Dude. I've been holding these for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, first show back in three weeks, man. Uh, it feels good to be back. I wanted to do uh, some, you know, adjusting here in the studio. Studio C, as we like to call it, or the Tone Zone, uh, as some of you may know it as. But, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, I did just that. Uh, granted, you know, I did it before today. I, I mean, I did it, you know, uh, on the show or today, earlier today. And, uh, man, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I'm liking it a little bit. I mean, Dude, not much has changed on this side. I mean, it's kind of the same, but. I told you before the show, I think this is the best setup yet. 
You really think so? I do. Because I think not only does it clear up like the middle of the floor here, I just think the way everything is set up behind you, it kind of just filters right into that corner of the room. And we have like a host co-host table. Everything just looks professional, dude. It looks very nice. Well, that's good. Great work, man. Thanks, dude. Hell yeah. And, and you know what? It's funny, too, because I was stressing the whole time, man. It's like, you know, I, I'm not paying to one the you know, floor concepts and, you know, uh, feng shui designers. <laughs> we're we're not shit. making enough for, to contract anybody yet? <laughs> nah, dude, uh, you missed the boat on that one, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got a whole bunch. We got a whole team working on the studio. Nah, but uh, so it's, it's just it's stressful because it's like, dude, I don't there's so much that has to go right. And it's like, you know, you can have all the space in the world, but you need the electronics is what's key. Yes. You know what I mean? You almost have to build around the electronics. Yeah. And then, like you said, the, the feng shui, the, the aesthetic of the room has to be, like, just right. Right. And everything feels good. It feels very symmetrical, too, which is very cool because you kind of have the tapestries going across and the bottles. Everything just kind of feels like it fits together. Solid, dude. So I wanted to get the, uh, obviously, the, the neon sign in. And, you know, th- it's not going to stop here, man. Uh you know, I'm always trying to, you know, uh, upgrade and, and, and one-up my uh, last design. You know, uh, from where this studio has come to what it is now, man, I mean, I would never, you know, picture this. Uh, but, you know, uh, it, it, I mean, it, it's fun doing it, dude, and, and I love it, man. So, uh, you know, anything to make it better, I guess, why not? You know? Yeah, man. This is like, this is more of like a man cave now than a studio. I feel like I'm just hanging out, having a drink, watching the Phillies. Well, it's now great. we are. Yeah, dude. now we literally are, right? So, uh, the Phillies are in action, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, they are up in the series 2-1. to one. They're up in this game 7-3 to three here in the, going into the... Well, it's the top of the seventh now, I believe. I think the Phillies just had a pitching change. Wow. Sound levels hit 90 decibels in Citizens Bank Park. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah, it's getting nutty. Dude. Shout out to the fans, man. 11 years we waited for some playoff baseball. 11. You guys are bringing it. The last time the Phillies were in the playoffs, Tom DeLong was in Blink-182. Yes, neighborhoods came out neighborhoods. that year. <laughs> yeah. I was a senior in high school. <laughs> Dude, wow. Yep. How much time has Time changed? has passed, man. So uh, let me get your thoughts, man. Um, so we obviously just played the, the new Blink song, Edging. And, uh, you know, at first... At, all right, so Blink got back together this week. Obviously, you know, we kind of heard murmurings and whispers I, of them. For me, it confirmed it once they took their Instagram and their Facebook posts down. Right, right. Once they cleaned house, I, I knew something was coming. Right. Because you wouldn't do that for a new album or a tour. That's like a big thing. Right. Yeah. So um, they got back together this week, uh, which is, you know, pretty exciting. Uh, and they announced a world tour with the story so far and tr- uh, Turnstile. Yep. Um, Rise, Rise Against. Rise Against is another uh, one. Wallows, I think, is the other band on it. It's a, it's a great lineup. Great lineup. Fantastic tour lineup. They announced the record. They dropped the song yesterday, Edging, which we just played here. Um, you know, and at first I was, uh, you know, super excited as the Phillies are going to ground for out for out number one here in the bottom of the seventh. I was super excited this week, Mario. I'm like, you know what? I got to go. I seen the story so far. Blink-182, one of my two favorite bands in the world. Right there. I mean, and for me, I love Turnstile. I'm a big hardcore guy. Turnstile, like, hits all the buttons for me. Dude, that's just them with the story so far and Blink. I was sold. But as we come to find out, <laughs> the story so far isn't on the North American tour. Not that that would really make or break whether I would go. But simultaneously... What will, what will make or break why you won't go is... The little cashola <laughs> problem of each ticket uh, being like no less than like two hundred dollars for like lawn seat tickets, which is absolutely insane. When man. Blink said work sucks, I know. 
Hit, are they men? We, we feel it now. We feel it. Yeah. Now we know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I'm dude. working to try to pay for my general admission ticket. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, it really is, dude. I mean, your first dude. tour back in ten years, and you're gonna charge two hundred dollars, like, dude. Me and Angela were looking at tickets for Hershey, and that's the other thing. And you, Sean and Sean Clegg, the three of us were gonna go in Hershey. It's a hundred and twenty dollars to sit on the lawn. Absolutely. At Hershey Stadium. That's not uh, including gas. That's not including tolls. Yeah. You know, so and you go to Hershey, you kind of want to stay the weekend and make a weekend out of it. Go to, go to Hershey, Hershey Park. Park. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, so, dude, you're talking a few hundred bucks to a thousand bucks. Yeah. Just to go see a concert. It's, uh, dude, it's, it's unreal. insane. It's unreal. Dude. I pay less than that to go to Disney World at my grandparents' house. It's unreal. <laughs> yeah. I, I pay like 500 to go to Disney. Now, it, it led me to believe, dude, like, at first, you know, like I said, I was like really all on board. I'll go to Hershey, I'll spend the money, whatever. I'll just have to eat ramen for the next. And I'm still kind of there. If I can get a ticket for like a hundred bucks, Segura in the gap. There we go, right to the wall. Segura's gonna touch two there. Phillies are gonna get uh, a run. Everybody hits. Woohoo! Let's go, boys. But yeah, but I'll go saying if they hover around like a hundred bucks, I'll, I'll buy one. Well, it's, it's Blink with Tom. Yeah, hundred's not bad. I'm traveling to Hershey. I've never seen a concert in Hershey. I've actually never even been to Hershey. I've always wanted to go to Hershey you never Park. Been to Hershey Park. My cousin goes all the time. He always tells me how awesome it is. I always fire. want to go. Yeah, it's pretty fire. Yeah, but uh, nice. yeah, but like, I'm not dropping two hundred bucks to stay on the lawn. Like, dude, I for example, I spent two hundred bucks to see Iron Maiden one time, or no, Metallica. I was in the front, and I got uh, okay, and yeah. I got a merch bundle. I got into Citizen or Lincoln Financial Field early. Oh wow, was that Link? Yeah, it was the, the Link. Link. Wow. So we drank all day, tailgate in the parking lot, right? And we got in at like four in the afternoon, before everybody. So we went right to the front of the stage, and we were right in the front. Right. right. So for two hundred bucks, I got merch, and I got you know, you got literally, I was literally up against the fucking guardrail. Yeah, you're right there at you, the barricade. You could feel James Hetfield like literally, literally, like literally. sweating on you, literally. Yeah. So, like, that, and that was, for me, was like, all right, dude, I'm going to do this because it's Metallica, but I'm not, I wouldn't do this normally. Normal, exactly. For Blink, look, Blink with Tom's huge. That's like, for me, that's like a bucket list, but I have a threshold, depending on where I'm sitting. Right. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, well, if, if tickets were, you know, you're paying 120 to $200 to even... I'd say three hundred to like sit in the front, like you were in Metallica. Understandable. I can maybe see that. And to top that off, their new song that dropped. I don't know about you guys out there. You know, um, I, I know I'll get some flack for this, and I have because I've been pretty open about how the song isn't really that good. I will say, it hit differently this time for me. Maybe it's just the headphones and the good like system you have set. Well, up plus we're back podcasting. Yeah. It's good vibes. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, but like. It's a good vibe song. It's a, it's a, dude, like I said, it felt like a folk drinking song, right? In like a blink style, like it felt like an enema of the state song, but like in like a folk style rather than a pop punk style. Well, and then you know Tom's back. He you know is yodeling. He's picked up right where he's left off, and just you know he keeps yodeling and he he sounds to- a little bit more blinkish. That he has in the last couple of Angels and Airways records because he's not doing that. Well, to Angels, yeah, yeah, here I am. Well, I mean, he has been though. I mean, but he's know? still he his voice is deeper just because he's older. Right, right, right. But I mean, that's natural. Yeah, I mean, because like when you listen to like neighborhoods, where like his voice was already like that deeper, like he's older. 
Real quick, uh, quick Phillies update. They are going to the top of the eighth. They did not get anything in that bottom seven. Kyle Schwarber just popped out to everybody. Uh, hang in there. Hang in there. So anyway, uh, Angels wearing his blink. So let's get back to that. But, that's, uh, that's, but, that's a big talk. But, but yeah, when you get to like, when you hear like neighborhoods, you hear the Angels and Airways influence because you kind of see like Tom DeLonge was kind of checked out at that point. You, you kind of got the sense of like, because they recorded that in two different studios. Right. So you got the sense. He's like, listen, these are like B-sides or like unused blink, uh, Angels and Airways tracks. Let's put them on the Blink record so we have a Blink record to put out. Exactly. But even still, like, this rec- this song they just put out now, it feels like he's trying to, like, actually write for Blink again. Like, I at least got the sense that, like, vocally and, like, with, with the hooks they were in the, and the choruses they were going for and the harmonies, they were trying to write as a Blink song again. It wasn't like these are leftover Angels and Airways scraps or plus 44 scraps. That's a good point. That's you know, it, it yeah. felt like, okay, these guys are kind of writing coherent shit again. So I'm hoping the rest of the record's good. Well, and that's all you can do is hold out hope for that. Right, because I mean, I'll be honest, like, and listen, much respect to Matt Skiba. You saw Tom DeLong and okay. Matt Skiba went back and forth. So now let's get into that. Yeah, man. yeah, real quick. We'll get into that. So the way that Blink handled the whole situation, like, we all knew Blink was getting back together. I think before even they got, all right, if, I remember on this show, dude, when Mark Hoppus got cancer, <laughs> I was like, don't be surprised. That was Blink, the first thing you said. That, don't be surprised if Blink comes back now because, I mean, they all are older now. They all realize, uh, realize life is too short. What are we, like, bickering for? Why are eagles, egos so big? So, you know, let's plan something. So I called it then, man. And, you know, so if we knew that then as the fans, you know, I'm sure they knew it before that. Yeah, because I was watching. So Tom DeLong does a lot of, like, interviews with, like, smaller rock publications like you'll see these guys post their clips on youtube um and tom had mentioned that the plan was always to come back and he actually even before he put out this letter to matt skiba he always mentioned that he was thankful for matt skiba for keeping blink going and he kind of admitted like hey my focus is on all this other stuff right now with like my to the stars company and angels and airwaves and the movies i'm trying to produce i don't have time for blink I appreciate them holding it down with Matt Skiba, but my intention is always to come back. Like he flat out said that in an interview. He goes, when the, when the time's right, Blink's still my band. I still want to be a part of Blink. I love Mark and Travis. I want to come back. So we always kind of knew over the past like couple years, it was kind of a known fact. It's, just, it's more of a when, not if. Right. And now it's kind of like you have to assume they handled it behind the scenes because you would have heard something like Matt Skiba leaving Blink and Tom coming back. You would have heard about that the moment it happened if they wanted it to. Yeah, and I just think, you know, for me, man, you know, the way they handled it, the way it was, you know, handled over social media was just very, you know, uh, clunky, I guess, for lack of better It, it was a little clunky. It you was. I mean? It was a little bit like, kind of like, okay, this is kind of what you have to do now because the way you went about it yeah. from the jump. Yeah, otherwise you're an asshole. I mean, look, the way they handled it, if it's true... It's great to see Tom and Matt respecting each other. And, like, listen, I mean, I love Alkaline Trio. I love Matt Skiba in Alkaline Trio. I saw him in Blink with a day to remember. I honestly was like, okay, it's fine. But California and Nine just didn't do it for me. Didn't do it for me. It was very overproduced. Yeah. And again, I love Goldfinger. I love John Feldman. But he overproduced the shit out of that record. And there was about 15 different ghostwriters on that record, and it just didn't feel like a Blink record. Real quick, uh, Phillies uh, strike out to start the uh, top of the eighth inning here. So we got one out for the Phillies, but go ahead, Mario, continue. But um, the one thing I will say with edging, look, I think it's kind of like an 
a, an average song at best. Because honestly, I think a lot of the influence from where they're going direction-wise is actually from Travis Barker, in my opinion. Yeah? Because I've noticed, like, you kind of hear the drum patterns. Even, like, the, the, the effects that he puts on his drums now, that, like, very reverberated sound. He kind of adds these, like, almost, like, trap or, like, hip-hop beats. Which is cool. All, all well and good on that. But the actual, like, physical, like, drum patterns that he's playing feel like he's really trying to change, like, the style that Blink plays. Well, it's super, like, uh, super polished, super pop. Uh, pop. It's very poppy, yes. Very. And, you know, th that's one thing, uh, you know, I, I think I have the disconnect with is, like, yeah, look, I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, some, you know, pop punk gatekeeper or anything like no, that. No, listen. I'm I'm happy as fuck they're back together with Tom. I am too. I can't wait for the record. 100%. I'm still going to try to get tickets to go see him in Hershey. 100%. I, I am just, a, you know, uh, a subscriber to, if it's good, I'll be the first one to tell you it's good. If it's bad, listen. Right. I'll, I'll, music, music is subjective. Music is very subjective. And and there's people that like this song, man. Um, But not for me. It, 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 this song really didn't do anything for me. Yeah, it's a feel-good song. But it's to me, yes, they are on... More uh, along the lines of what Blink was doing, I guess, before. So it doesn't feel, you know, uh, disconnected from a band standpoint, but it's just, I don't know, man. It's just all that talent there, and it just it just sounds like an overproduced pop record. That's all it sounds like. And, and it's funny because, like, I think that they're, they're, like, trying to progress. Where a band like Blink, you want to actually devolve. Right. The reason why Enema of the State and Dude Ranch work for me so well, and I connect, and like Cheshire Cat, and like all that shit, why I connect with that shit, is because it's just straightforward pop punk. Yeah. Four chord pop punk, fast drums. More so punk rock, if anything. It's very punk. Yeah. I mean, you know, Tom DeLonge talks about how he's very big into like the Descendants and all that kind of stuff. Strike right. out. Two outs, Phillies. Let's go. Let's go. Everyone on their feet, man. Everyone on their feet. Let's Citizens go. Citizens Bank Park is rocking right now, dude. Love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, but, but like I was saying, the reason why those records work for me is because they're just kind of raw punk. Right. And they're and again, like, yeah, with Enema and then Take Off Your Pants and Jacket and then The Untitled, they're very poppy. But they still have that punk element. They're pop punk. Right, right. They're, they're Like, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket is like... Pop punk is like... A, that's like the blueprint for pop punk. That was like, yeah, like the, almost like... I don't want to say like the first pop. Punk, it's it's the standard. It's it, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. what set the standard for pop punk. It it would be a I would say that record specifically, and uh, maybe Enema too. I would say Enema of the State, but even more so Enema is like more so. Enema uh, still got some elements of Dude Ranch on it, where it's still kind exactly, of skate punk. Exactly. It's still kind of a little more underground. Yes. Take yes. off your pants and jackets, where the production quality was at its peak. Yes. The songwriting and everything was very much like the blueprint of what pop punk is. Like when you said the story so far, if you look at like what they write, Edema, or, uh, take off your pants and jacket, it's like the blueprint of that yes, shit. Yes, For sure. Yeah, man. Um, and, you know, albums like that and albums like Catalyst by Blink-182, or I'm sorry, uh, Newfound Glory, rather. Uh, albums like... Uh, we would, draw heavy from Newfound Glory, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, and that record in specific, Ronald Acuna is going to ground out Segura. Let's go. Let's go. Three outs up, three men up, three men down. Uh, who's that? Uh, who's pitching for the Phils? Eflin? If he's not in now, he'll probably Is it Alvarado? Uh, I didn't see. But anyway, uh, whoa, I just threw my vape. 
I might be in a new spot, but yeah, I'm still throwing my vape. But, you know, uh, nonetheless, man, Blink's back. Again, I don't know if I'm going to spend the money to go and see him. If the story so far was there, and if this song was a little different, I think, I, you know, would really consider it. But listen, man, uh, you know, it, I, I don't want to be like, oh, woe is me. But, uh, you know, times are, are hard right now, man. So it's like, you know, Dude, it, it's yeah. really got to be worth it. You know, and, and them coming back is a big thing. And, you know, they're giving us a record, which is great. You know, I'll support them in, in that way. And if I don't make it to the show, I still might go. I'm still with you. I'm like, you know, because I actually have never seen Blink with Mark, the original lineup. Same. I mean, I had I was supposed to. So when they toured with My Chemical Romance, it was a Honda Civic tour or whatever it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I was supposed to go, and my girlfriend at the time, we had plans to go. That was going to be date night. Bailed on me. Oh, she, oh, dude, what a bitch, dude. She really bailed on you? Bailed on me, wow. and dude, to this day, that haunts me. That's the one concert that I missed that haunts me. That's unbelievable, dude. The two concerts that haunt me, actually. That one and the last Rush tour. I bailed because me and my dad were going to get tickets, and it was 125 bucks to sit in the 200 level at Wells Fargo Center. Yeah, but you wouldn't have known that that would have been like their last tour. I I, <laughs> you know dude, what I mean? I, I thought they'd still be tour. I didn't yeah. know Neil Peart was going to die. You know what I mean? R.I.P., dude. <laughs> or Rip. Yeah, He actually, uh, you know, it's looking back on it now, dude, he's actually, you know, been gone for a little over two years. Like right, insane. Right when we started Eddie Van Halen, show, too. Eddie Van Halen. That just hit me, like, last uh, couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Right when like, we started the show, those two rock uh, icons, uh, you know, we lost, so... It's pretty bizarre. Um, but, yeah, man, I don't know. You know, I'm curious to see what every, everyone has to say uh, about the Blink thing. You know, I've been very open about it the way I feel because, look, man, uh, you're not you're not just going to come back and you're not just going to swoop in and now all eyes are on you. Well, the you're, problem is they will. Well, that's But that's did. because the general public doesn't care about the new record. They just care about the tour. And, and, see, me and, and you care because we've been Blink fans since we were kids. We grew up with Blink-182. So when they put out a record, that's a big deal for us. Right, right. For everybody else, they like all the small things and damn it. And the fact they're going on tour and they can afford it, if they can afford it, that's all they care about. Exactly. So yeah, so they can get away with putting out whatever. And not to For us, we're like, ah, you know, it could be, we'll see for the rest of the record. We'll see what happens. So that's, that's you know, us on a, a fan uh, standpoint, on a fan level, um, but on a, you take it one step further, on a musician level, dude, it, it it totally shifts, you know, everything to, like, you know, you, we always make that joke that, you know, uh, people go to all these big concerts, uh, and when we have a free show or some shit, it's like pulling teeth. Dude, I've you know seen I mean? at least three different posts from three different bands this week about that. So it, and it's a valid point. Yeah. It's very valid. And, I, you know, look, I appreciate everyone who comes to our shows. And, you know, obviously I love all of you that, you know, yeah, show 100%. support. Yeah, 100%. You so, guys are the reason why we do this. So, obviously, it's it's not – but it, it's other people that, you know, uh, they'll say they're, you know, invested in local music and this, that, and the third. And it's just it, – Dude, you know, I've had friends this week on Facebook that I don't talk to about music at all. We, we, we talk football. We talk politics. We talk movies and Marvel movies. They're all like, dude, you, you're going to see Blink? Like, dude, I've been posting every week about our... Look, I get it. We're not Blink. We don't have the money to put on a multi-million dollar production. But we still... I, all right. I just want to say, before I get into all this, the stigma behind like local bands is frustrating as hell. Dude, it's... Yeah. Because, look, are there bands that like... Quite frankly, are only going to be local. Yeah, 
There's bands that like don't tune their instruments. They don't really write interesting songs. They don't have stage presence. I get that. I've been to shows that I've seen bands like that. I've been in bands like that where like you, you just kind of learn from it. But like to like stigmatize the entire scene for that when we play with a lot of bands and we like we like to think ourselves give a pretty good show for what we can and we write I think we write pretty fairly good music. I mean, wouldn't you say? I'd say so, yes. Like to stigmatize an entire scene is frustrating yeah. and that's kind of why music just kind of stays in this like state of you're going to pay $500 to see Blink because I mean, look at these festivals. When we were Young Fest for next year just got announced. It's Blink and Green Day are the headliners. And every other band's like Sum 41 and Paramore. And right. What year is it? Yeah. And I get it. I love all those bands. I'll pay to see those bands still. Yeah. They're a major influence on me being in this band. 100%. But how is the industry going to evolve? And how is the music industry going to stay like continuing to thrive if you don't support your friend's band that's charging $5, sometimes nothing, yeah. to get into a bar that's 10 minutes from your house. Yeah. It's not taking a lot of effort. You people are willing to drive two hours and park <laughs> and pay 25 bucks to park and buy $15 beers. It's unreal. And, and is it really that much effort to drive 15 minutes to go see your buddy's band at the, the local bar, buy a $3 beer? I think so, dude. And stay to watch their set? See, I think you may be you may be impressed. There's some great local talent that plays the kind of shit that you guys all listen to and are all so excited to go see. Nobody's saying don't go do that, but like, there's also options. There's and like you're you're, you're kind of right. like choking out the local scene. Like this whole like pop punk revival that's been going on the past couple years should be pushing our local scene forward. You would think not strangling it to death. Right. right. But when, when people don't, you know, see, the pro I think the biggest issue is, you know, pe and it, it's very accessible, dude, you know, with how the internet has evolved into where we're very just... Very accessible. Dude, it's the most accessible era of music we've ever been in. Exactly. So, you know, we're just one click away from being in everybody's, you know, right in their homes with them. And it doesn't take much effort. But the problem is, is people are stuck in their ways. They don't want to listen and give that, you know, new band a chance because all they ever known was Blink or whatever. And that's the argument is people go, oh, well, I'm going to go to your show. I don't know any of your songs, so I'm going to be, like, just staring at you the whole time. Well, it's like, dude, a whole... I get it. Like, when you know a band's songs and you can kind of vibe out and sing along, that's a lot more fun. But who's to say, like, if a band puts on a great... I've seen many local bands that I've never heard a lick of before I saw them live. And they put on such a show that I remember them to this day. Like, and I go back and I listen to their Spotify. 100%. I go to their YouTube and check out their music videos. Because they left an impression on exactly. me. Exactly. You have to give these bands a chance and show up to these $5 local shows. Because some of these bands might impress you. Exactly. Not every band goes on stage and like doesn't tune their guitars and just like plays through shitty amps and like doesn't write good songs. A lot of these bands are very, very talented. And you're really missing out on some good shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's frustrating, dude. I, I mean, I think you, you know, pretty much hit the nail on the head there, dude. It's, it, you know, it's frustrating because it's like, 
you know, uh, there's a lot of work that goes into a lot of the stuff that everyone does around here. And I don't want to be the guy, or guys rather, that are just like, oh, man. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you don't want to be like, the, well, why are you guys all happy about yeah. Blake? Like, I'm happy, too. So am I, dude. I'm I, right I, there with you guys. I'm, I'm not saying don't go out and buy those tickets. I'm just saying, remember, like, while you can also buy those $200 Blink tickets, you can see these bands for $5 that play Blink-style music. Half the time they play Blink covers. Yeah. <laughs> so you, w- with that logic, man, it's like you know, all right. If you have that money to do that, you should be able to come to a ten dollar right a night show, uh, or, or you know, what, whatever the case may be. But quick update: Phillies uh, do have two outs here in the bottom of the eighth. Bryce Harper up with a zero and one count here, and the pitch. That's got, a crazy windup. Yes, uh, we got an zero and two count. That ball was just a bit outside, but. Did Harper. you see that release? Yeah, dude. It almost reminds me of Hideki, uh, uh, Hideki Nomo. No, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's weird. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be keeping... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be going to this game uh, every so often. But, yeah, man, so Blink's back. You know, that's kind of where, uh, you know, I think we we stand on the whole, you know, situation with, with that. Obviously, uh, so we had a show coming up next week. We got the own two pitch. Harper swings... It's no going way. back. No it's way. It's going. It's gone. Oh! Let's go. Let's go. Hey. Hey. Bryce Harper. Welcome to the show. Moonshot. Wow, dude. Woo. High Air five. <laughs> Let's go, dude. Let's go. Philly's up eight three, man. That's an that's a two strike, dude. Dude, oh my god! <laughs> oh man, oh pour god. one up, pour my one friend. up. Hell yeah! Hey, Mazel Tov! Mazel Tov! Go fight the Phils! NLCS bound. Yo, we gotta check on Ed. Yeah, dude. Uh, all right, we're going to the top of the ninth. Yo, yo, he's looking to close it out now. You wanna give him a call live on air? Yo, let's call Ed. Let's call Ed. All right, I'll let this ride out. Whoa, my watch got caught there. Not give up. We always let the uh, Hava and Akiva Hava song rip. All right, all right, all right, man. A3 fills, man, going to the top of the ninth inning. We're going to close this one out, head to the NLCS. Let's do it, dude. All right, um, so we're, we're going to call uh, one of our friends up from uh, the band, the artist formerly known as Five Feet Apart, now known as Clay Kickers. So real quick before we do, uh, Win by Two had a show lined up, Pumpkin Fest 2022. Uh, we are sad to announce this was next Saturday at the Watering Hole. Well, first it was in, uh, I believe, Br- or Medford or uh, not Mill- Med- Millville. Millville. Thank you, Mario. Oh. Um, and now uh, it, it was set up for the Watering Hole in May's Landing, and now it's completely scrubbed. So there will be no show, no costume contest giveaway. However, what I will say, and I'll preface this by saying this, now with the new setup, 
And I think, you know, since everyone bought Halloween costumes and, you know, everyone was kind of looking forward to a show, it would be impossible to book a venue from now until then, right? Because we just found out about this on Wednesday. We had practice. Uh, so it, it's kind of, you know, still uh, pretty fresh. So to find a venue would almost be literally impossible, uh, you know, and it would just be unfair to keep, you know, asking people, all right, we were here, we were here, now come here. So uh, I think what we're going to do is uh, we're going to do a, a fundraising live stream set, uh, probably maybe uh, looking like an hour and a half, two hours worth of material. Um, we might podcast after, and uh, we'll, we'll announce more on Monday. But it's, uh, you know, it has something to do with, it coincides with uh, Alex. I'm sure you've seen the post that he made. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of crumb balls in the local scene. And that could be another reason, Mario, why people are hesitant to, you know, uh, give some of these local bands a chance is because of shit like this. I but will me, say it's been be going on a lot you. Let me lately, be the first yes. to tell you that, you know, it happens, yes, everywhere on on a local, you know, level as well as a major uh, you know, uh, you know, pro level on a, you know, uh, celebrity level. I, I mean, this happens all the time, man. So, uh, it's, it, it's, I would say just don't hold all the bands to the same standard as one moron in one band. You know what I mean? Yes. And that also goes to the reason why this festival is canceled. Unfortunately, we'll just leave it at this. Sometimes one bad apple ruins it for the whole bunch. Exactly, dude. Um, there was an incident at a previous show at the Watering Hole that has caused the owner of the venue to have to pretty much scrap all shows for the rest of the year until he figures out a safer way to host shows. It's a shitty situation. It's a shame, man. I mean, one dumbass person ruins it for everybody. For the rest. And I, the, the good thing is, normally, like, society will just weed those people out. But unfortunately for us, you know, we had a exciting show planned this weekend, and we had a lot of people that were going to come out, and it's a shame, man. We got to cancel, but you know, at least I guess the bright side is we are doing this, you know, this fundraising live stream for a good cause to kind of show that you know we're against all this shit and we're tired of it happening in our scene. Yeah, it's not, it's it's really not fair to everybody else that's trying to enjoy come out to these live shows and enjoy some local music. It's not fair. And, and, you know, it, it, it does nothing but, you know, like, so we threw this show and got this show together ourselves, you know, and it, it's a lot to do that. I'm not looking for any pats on the back or anything, but it, it is, you know, uh, pretty hard to do that. And for somebody, uh, O2 pitch, ball two, uh, for somebody to just kind of, you know, be reckless and careless out in public, um, and ruin it for everyone else, that's where I have the issue. That's where Very much so. Me too. That's where the problem lies. Hell yeah, lies. dude. It's ridiculous. It's, it, it's, it's, it's dumb, bro, because, you know, guess who pays the price? That person won't, but we will. Right. And the bands that were on the bill will. And, you know, bands across the world that this shit kind of happens to, where it's like, not your fault, but now you're getting lumped up. Right, lumped like, think of how many tours had to get canceled because, like, the headlining band that took you out on tour, something happened within their, you know... You know, behind the scenes and like in yeah. their camp, and now you're fucked out of a tour. That that could have been the biggest tour of your life. Yeah, yeah. You could be losing thousands, if not millions, of dollars. Right. Yeah, and you know, dude, it, it's unfortunate, man. Um, but you know what? We are going to be coming to you guys. Uh, I believe it's next Saturday. It's set for October twenty second. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's going to be for a good cause, man. So I, I'm looking forward to that. We're going to be putting on uh, uh, a good show. 
Uh, we got a full count here in the Phillies game. Uh, so sorry if I, I seem a little distracted here. We are focused on the ninth inning here. We it are trying ninth. to see the Phillies close this out. We got three outs to go. Full count here. Full count. The wind up the pitch. Strike three. Yes. Let's One go. One down, baby. One. We are two outs away from the NLCS. All right, so now that that's all out of the way, I feel like that's major housekeeping, uh, kind of. Uh, this show is going to be a shorter show, uh, but we will be back next week, next Friday. Yes, I um, I am going to a Boston and Journey tribute show tonight at the Landis Theater in Pittman. Ooh, nice, dude. So it should be a good night. Um, so yeah, I only got until about six-ish. But we'll, we'll keep rolling. We got plenty to get to. So, you, yeah, Mario uh, doesn't have that much time, and it is 520 now. So uh, we got some show to get to. Uh, we'll cover some topics from here uh, this past week. Uh, but, you know, as the Phillies are going on, we kind of want to cover this uh, until they're done. So this this game should be wrapping up in the next 10 minutes, and then we'll get to our, some weekly topics. Uh, we'll give you our thoughts and opinions uh, with Eagles Dallas Dallas week this week. Yes, like I mean it's crazy how like with the Phillies, we've kind of almost forgotten that this is a huge game. This is the battle of the NFC East, really probably the top spot in the NFC. And uh, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it going in, but I'm I'm feeling pretty good, man. I feel pretty good, uh, man. And I'll I'll leave it at that. We'll uh, you know we'll give uh, you know our our analysis and breakdown and thoughts and opinions on that. Right after this Phillies game. I think now, though, would be a great time to uh, get our boy McMuffin on the phone, on the lines, with two outs to go. Yes, let's see how our Braves fan friend Ed is hanging in there. Do you have his number? Um, I don't know. If, actually, I think I might. And if I don't, I, we can call him on Facebook. Okay, let's try Let's try to get him on the line. we got a one-two count here. Uh, I want to get his uh, reaction as the Braves. I are- do have Ed's number. All right, we, that was a foul ball. But as the Braves are getting ready to uh, go home for the rest of the year, we're going to give uh, our boy Ed a call, who's a huge Braves fan. Again, shout out to Clay Kickers, uh, who uh, was originally on this lineup next Saturday. But, uh, you know, you can check them out everywhere, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, all that good jazz. Mario, why don't you give him a ring? And, all right, uh, so let's, uh, let's give Ed a call here. Ready? Give Ed a call. One, two count. Two-two count. Do, try, do I try to put it up to the mic Yeah, here? yeah, yeah. Put, right, put the speaker right, right up to the mic. All right, all right I'm going to ring him now. Ready? I'll try to talk loud, but he's going to hear you the most, so you're going to probably do most of the talking. Two-two count here for the Phils. Right, Strike three. Let's go. What out, baby? Out all right, here we go. Ed's, Ed's ringing. It's on speaker. All right. There it is. Good old Mick Mushy. Don't tell him like it's about the game at first. Tell him. Please leave your... Oh, he uh, dicked him, dude. Wow. He is in a bad spot right now. He's in a bad mood. He is dude. in a dark corner. Unless he's working, but I he mean... He might be working. Yeah, I doubt it, dude. It's Saturday afternoon. He um, is He is probably down bad right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably in the casinos <laughs> <laughs> drinking his life away. No, well, Ed, if you're listening, brother, has an NL East championship treat you. Oh, let's go, dude. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> All right, wild card Phillies are about to eliminate your ass. Let's go, man. Oh, I thought that was it. Oh, man. I thought he was going to ground out, too. Here, we got to get a shot ready for when this game ends, dude. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Let me pour up the victory shot here. All of our Phillies fan uh, faithful in the comment section, how you guys feeling, man? We're going to the NLCS. How you guys feeling? 
0-1 count here for the fighting Phils. 1-1. Just a bit outside. Let's get this shot ready just because... Uh, shots on deck. Shots are on deck, dude. We got a 1-1 count here. Swing and a miss. All right, this shot is uh, poured up and ready to go for when we uh, when we're about to close this game out here. If you guys got one, raise your glass. This is to the fight in Phils. Red October will continue on in the NLCS. Wow, Citizens Bank Park is rocking it's right lit now, right now, dude. The one-two count. Ooh. Ball outside. All right, settle down now. Let's count, uh, count is even to two and two. Two two count here. Eight three ball game. Two outs. Top of the ninth. Crowd is on their feet, ladies and gentlemen. And the pitch. Ball outside. All right, come on, settle down, make the pitch. Try, let's try not to get too fancy here. I mean, granted, we are up five, but, you know, you just kind of want to put this game away. Not really have to go into your bullpen anymore. I put it away here. All right, we got a full count. Ooh. Timeout is called on the field. All right, uh, yeah, so as soon as this uh, game wraps up, we will continue on with the rest of the show. But let's, uh, you know, I feel like it's only right to, you know, cover the fills while, you know. Yeah, this is a big moment, man. We haven't had this in Philly in 11 years. This is the first time Phil's uh, are doing anything since the podcast. And the full count pitch, foul ball. Foul it off. Oof. But, yeah, this is the first time we're watching postseason baseball on Dude, the, in the paint podcast. I had to bring back the vibes, man. I got my Chooch Ruiz jersey on. Chooch. Carlos Ruiz jersey. I'm bringing back the 08 vibes, baby. Let's go. There it is, dude. I tell you what, man, this Phillies team became something special, man. It's exciting. Well, they always had it, dude. They have the talent. Philly Rob. Rob Thompson. Shout out to Rob Thompson. When we when Girardi got fired, we didn't know what this team was going to be, man. Shout out to him. Yeah, and they just resigned him, too. Yeah. So. Much deserved. Much deserved. Yeah. All right, a little antics going on here from uh, Atlanta, but, you know, nonetheless, uh, Phillies are trying to put this game away. Everybody's got their camera. phones out ready for the final out. <laughs> Love to see it. Three, two, pitch on we the way. We got him. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Woo. Hold on, Mario. Let me do something real quick. Uh, the Fightins are going to the NLCS for a chance to play in the World Series. What an October it's been in Philadelphia. Holy shit. I got you. Ready? Check this out. Oh, yeah, let that ring. Cheers, ladies Cheers, and gentlemen. Cheers, my friend. Go Phillies. Go Phillies. Wait, hey, we got to do a little tomahawk chop. Ready? Goodbye. <laughs> I wonder how many times this stream is going to be copyright stricken. <laughs> it's all worth it, man. First row back, guys. Wow. Oh, 
That's huge, man. So uh, who are the Phillies uh, set up to play here coming up in the NFC? So it's looking like it's going to be either the Dodgers or the Padres. Now, the Padres can actually do what the Phillies are doing right now and upset the Dodgers. They had a big win last night, I'm pretty sure. All right, so let's try to find that, actually. Um, Who's winning that Dodgers series? Let's figure that out real quick. I think the Padres are up. Aren't they up uh, 2-1? Yeah, Yeah. Padres are up 2-1. They won last night. And they will be looking to close this game out in San Diego uh, tonight. So we could be playing the Padres in the NLCS. Listen, I'd probably rather want, uh, would rather play the Padres than the Dodgers. Dodgers always just have a good team, man. Uh, the you know, Dodgers like, are just, yeah. I mean, what, what, they win 111 games this year. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's insane. So uh, nonetheless, guys, Phillies, your fighting Phillies are moving on to the NLCS. Let's go. Wow. Unbelievable, man. All right. Without further ado, though, we do have uh, some show to get to. We have uh, about maybe a half hour left here in today's programming, uh, half hour, 45 minutes. Mario, uh, how's another like 45, 615? Is that pushing it? Yeah, no, I could do it. I could do 615, yeah. All right, because we do have some good topics to get to. Like uh, we said, though, uh, we are back this week. Uh, Wanted to cover the Phillies, though, because they haven't been in the playoffs in 10 years. Um, So it it was only fitting. Um, They have the momentum right now. And, you know, I, I think it's best, you know. Dude, uh, I'm feeling good, with. man. I feel real good, dude. I'll tell you what. It ain't too early to say. Don't say it. I'm not going to say the Don't words. Don't say it. <laughs> but it ain't too early to think it, bro. I know. I'm telling you. I know. I know. I feel good. Like, taking out Atlanta has got my confidence up here, bro. Yeah. And I just want to leave off the baseball talk with one more thing. Go ahead. What time's the Mets game? Oh, wait. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're still Whoops. at home. April 2023, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, so moving on, guys. Phillies, uh, congratulations. You are now, uh, you know, in the NLCS, man. That's uh, that's kind of unbelievable. Um, so we'll move on here. Uh, we got some a uh, little bit more sports talk uh, to go. So uh, obviously the podcast league, fantasy football, I know we haven't been on here really to discuss. Last time we were on, I believe it, what, it was only week two. Going I into, think it was like week two, yeah. Going into week two. So we haven't been on here in, you know, three weeks now. Uh, so Mario, uh, you know, the way that everything is kind of shaping out, and Clem uh, obviously isn't here today, or Brandon, but... Uh, so shout Clem's out to rolling the, right now, man. Clem, Holy shit. Clem's still the only undefeated team in the league at 5-0. and oh. Mario, though, holding his own, even though, uh, you know... The injury lost. bug bit me a little bit the last couple of weeks, so I am 4-1 and one now. Mario's at, uh, sitting there at four and one. I mean, I'm at two and three. I just had a heartbreaking loss to Adam. Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs decide to fucking go crazy Dude. this past week. And to think, man, all that Raiders first half offense for them to blow that game to Kansas City was like, damn, dude. And that's why I lost. I lost to the Raiders kicker. I was up going into Monday night's game. Daniel freaking Carlson. I guess Unbelievable, what? Guess dude. what? You'll always remember his name. Yeah, I will. <laughs> that one loss is a stain on my record, bro. So as we move on to the scoreboard for this week, uh, I am playing Brandon uh, this week, so there'll be a lot of shit talking uh, going in next week, depending on uh, who wins. But let's face it, we all know who is going to win that game. Let me just find my remote here. Uh, Mario, you are set to play uh, my pops, man. Um, yeah, playing your pops this week. Nervous at all, dude? So I am projected to win. I think if... So I, I made some moves on the waiver wire this week, 
I did uh, finally get my boy Ramondre Stevenson from the Patriots back this week. I had to cut him earlier in the season. I did get him back on waivers. That's so pretty I f- big. If he can have a big day this week, I feel like him and uh, what's his name, uh, Damian Harris. Yes. If they can have a big week this week, I think they will with uh, New England not having a quarterback right now. If I can get a good week out of them with Jonathan Taylor being hurt, you know, I'll be good. The disappointment for me this year has been Jerry Judy and that pitiful fucking Broncos offense with Russell Wilson, bro, he looks cooked. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, what's going on over there in Denver? What's going man? on, dude? It's crazy. That's killed me because, and we talked about it during the draft, when Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy were both sitting where they were in the draft, we were licking our chops. Yeah. And we thought that was a lock. Hey, at least, uh, look, it, it could be worse. You could be me. could have drafted Javante Williams, who's now out for the year. And, dude, and to think with Javante Williams, man, with the Broncos, do they have no running game now? Well, was it Melvin got, Gordon? You still got Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone. So, I mean, it, everything isn't, you know, all hope isn't lost. And it's funny because with Jonathan Taylor going out, the first thought was, you know what? Let me go to Naeem Hines. And he got hurt. Yeah. So it's like, you know, um, you know, but looking at your guys' uh, you know, teams here, obviously, you know, Mario with the uh Hurts and Goddard connection. Uh, Dude, I'm telling you, man, Jalen Hurts, and listen, I know I'm an Eagles fan, but this is just like putting my Eagles fandom aside, Jalen Hurts in fantasy has carried my team to four and one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, him and Goddard, really. And Goddard. Goddard's been, if not Top five, the best in the league, I feel like. Yeah, because looking at your team, man, I mean, obviously Taylor uh, going down with the injury bug, Judy. I mean, you got Antonio Gibson who just got benched. Well, Antonio <laughs> Gibson is going to be my next move that he's going on the waiver wire because with, uh, what's his name, coming back, Brian Robinson? Brian Robinson, yeah. Him coming back, the fact that Carson Wentz is out now. <laughs> that that team, Washington's a mess. Yeah, they're falling apart. I, I got to cut bait with him, dude. But, uh, but I mean, looking at the rest of your team, man, um, you know, uh, Aaron Jones has been a letdown this year. I mean, Debo has been pretty solid. Debo has been, and now with Jimmy Garoppolo back, that offense kind of like really focuses around Debo a little more now because Debo is so versatile. He's a pass catcher and he can run at the backfield. Right. So you kind of hope he gets more involved. The move that for me, I hope works out because he's been kind of like an up and coming rookie has been George Pickens from the Steelers. Okay. And with Kenny Pickett coming in, you kind of hope that they can kind of build that connection. Right, right. So we'll see what happens there. I don't have faith in the Steelers, though. That's just me. Nah, the Steelers, they're brutal, man. Yeah, they're horrible. And they, and they have the talent. You know, Mike Tomlin, since he's been in the league, I believe, has not had a losing record. Yeah, this will be his first. This, this, this his first year, year will be his first. Yes. And we have them after the bye. So if we can handle our business against the Cowboys this week, we start out with the Steelers. And from there, the schedule actually gets easier. I think we play Houston and a couple other losing record teams. Yeah. So we could be looking at a good November. Yeah. If we can get our business handled here in Dallas or but against Dallas. Before we jump on the Eagles talk, let's uh, continue on with this matchup. So my dad's big, big playmakers on his squad. I mean, obviously, Joe Burrow, Mark Andrews uh, and, you know, Rams D. I mean, nothing to sneeze at. They can put up some points, especially uh, against Carolina. Cortland Sutton obviously really hasn't been doing too much because of uh, my worry. There is Mark Andrews. And if Michael Pittman can have a breakout because Matt Ryan has killed his fantasy numbers, dude. Dude, actually, Jacksonville just played Indy like three weeks ago, and Jacksonville shut Indy out. Yeah. Dude, they can't beat Jacksonville. Uh, ever. Look at last, last year. year. Yeah. Carson Wentz set that team up to go to the playoffs. All they had to beat was the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they could not beat that team. They fucking fucked it up. And now under Doug Peterson, we saw it here in Philly. That team plays hard for Doug Peterson. Yeah, that team's a different I was team. at that game. They played hard oh, for Oh, you're that. getting soaked. Dude, the first half when it was 14 nothing. 
I was like, it's going to be one of those days where we're, this is going to be our first loss of the season, and it's going to be a fucking monster. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Fuck. And then Miles Sanders just goes off, and I'm like, oh, okay, good. We'll find a way to win. Yeah. Good teams find the ways to win. Yeah. Same thing last week in Arizona. So the last three weeks, it's funny because we beat Carson Wentz, we beat Doug Peterson, and we beat Zach Ertz. Now we got our boy Jason Peters. Now we got Jason Peters and the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, that all right. So we'll keep an eye on your game. We'll report back. Uh, obviously, my dad desperate for a win. Um, you know, after falling one and four, and Mario on the other side of the spectrum at four and one. Um, as we jump ahead, let's uh, check out me and my brother's game because I feel like that's a game of relevance as well. Um, sibling rivalry. The old sibling rivalry, man. Uh, gotta love it. All right, where's the scoreboard here? Um, how do I get a... Here we go, matchup. Um, yeah, man, so obviously uh, my playmakers uh, this week, Tom Brady, Austin Eckler has, uh, you know, really come into his own. Austin Eckler the past couple weeks has been huge. He's he, been... In my other league, he's been really heating up for me. Well, that's why I drafted him, dude. I drafted him my number one pick overall because I knew he could do this. It's dude. just... Those first three weeks were right. nuts. I'm telling you, for so I'm in a two quarterback league in the other league, which has been brutal, by the way. Thank you, Angela, if you're listening. I know you're at the Phillies game right now. If you're listening, if you happen to hear this later, thank you for the two quarterback system because you're fucking killing us both. We're both suffering because of it. Her bench looks like a graveyard, yeah, not even you, like a bench. That whole two quarterback fantasy team, man. It's you listen, dude. I mean, that's just. Look, if you're in a 10-man league, dude, that means 20 quarterbacks have to, you know, be off the board. There's not even really 10 good quarterbacks dude, in the league. Dude, one lady in our league has Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen as her QB1 and QB2. Wow. She wins every week. I'm sure. Just on them yeah, alone. Sure. I mean, they could put up 120 points. It's insane, points. bro. It's insane. Yeah. Especially Josh Allen, too. It's insane. Year. But what happened with me was everybody drafted quarterbacks. Now, you know. We've been doing fantasy for years. We know you don't draft a quarterback till like the fourth round. Yeah. But in that league, a two quarterback league, it makes it kind of an incentive to draft a quarterback early. Right. So me, I'm like, oh, cool. I got all these stud running backs and receivers dropping in my lap. So I go Stephon Diggs and I get Eckler. Okay. Like back to back. Okay. And, That's I great. and I got Christian McCaffrey, who. Wow. Panthers. Okay. Yeah, but still. But still. At the time of you drafting them, if you would have said that, yo, know, you could have in a two quarterback league Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, and Stefan Diggs, those are three first round picks, right? I there. have all three of them. Yeah. In my starting lineup. That's crazy. And and I'm still only like three and two. Yeah, it's just a matter of time before McCaffrey uh you know breaks out. Uh, uh and if he gets traded, well because they, that's the rumor now, so, is that the Panthers are in a fire sale. So that's the thing. They just fired their head coach, so we'll see if that organization kind of turns around. If not, look for uh McCaffrey to be Former on the move. Temple coach Matt Rule, who Matt Rule, yeah. when I was at Temple, took the team to beating Penn State on opening day and took Notre Dame to the fourth quarter and almost beat them and had that team in a bowl game. So he's a winner. He was a winner yeah. in college. But, you know, Temple's a Division One a Yeah. We're not the best college football school. No, it's not the NFL. So you want to jump to the NFL, and we saw how that played out. Look at Nick Saban, <laughs> dude. Nick Saban was not, you know, a great NFL Urban coach. Meyer. Urban Meyer, another What one. a disaster. Think about what Doug Peterson's been able to get out of that same Jaguars team that yeah. Urban Meyer couldn't get shit out of. Nothing. Two wins, three crazy, wins. Crazy, dude. Crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, Brady Eckler, Tyreek Hill, T. Higgins, who didn't have a fucking catch. Granted, he got hurt last week. Yeah. Uh, Killer, Devo man. Devontae Smith, who I really love this year. Uh, you know, so I got some playmakers on my squad. And not to mention guys around the league who are in this league. Uh, my wide receivers right now are T. Higgins, Devontae Smith, Tyreek Hill. Because you start two, you, could, you start a flex as well. Could be running back receiver. 
Not to mention, I have DeAndre Hopkins coming back in week That's seven. That's a good stash pick, bro. It's great stash pick, bro. I'm just waiting for that. And now, and now that kind of hurts me because I have Hollywood Brown. Yeah, that's Marquise Brown is going to suffer from when uh, I don't think he will. No, I don't think he will. I think he'll still get his. He'll still get his. Kyler Murray is a a fantasy quarterback and he will put up numbers. And Marquise Brown is just one, you know, uh, burn receiver or burn cornerback rather away from a 50 yard touchdown. Because if you put D hop on the outside and you put Hollywood Brown in the slot. See, I, I'd flip it. I'd flip it. Or you would put him on opposite ends of the outside? No, I'd go Marquise Brown on the outside. Oh, you'd put D-Hop, D-hop in the slot. D-Hop well, in the dude, slot. Even way, either way, either I way. think it's a mismatch. Yeah, either way. Yeah. Uh, looking at my brother's team, though, Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper. Okay, right there. I mean, pretty solid. And then you got the Eagles playing Dallas. I don't know how much I like that Eagles. I mean, I no, I lied. Because the Eagles defense this year has I'll been tell you what. short but stout. Dude. If, the, if the Eagles defense can stop the run, if we stop the run, and we forced Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Cooper fucking Rush, who threw for like 100 yards last week. I don't want to hear any more about yeah, the 4-0. The 4-0 is because he has a good defense. He's a winner, Mario. He's a winner. I don't want to hear he's a winner. This guy has threw for like 100 yards in every start that he's played for this Cowboys team. If Look, if Cooper Rush beats us through the air tomorrow, okay, fine. We got bigger problems on our defense. If the Eagles can stop the run tomorrow... If our defense stops the run, Cooper Rush is not beating us. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't care about CeeDee Lamb. He's not beating us. Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb. Dan- I don't care. Dalton Schultz. Cooper Rush is not. Is, he's he's, he's going to sit in the pocket. Is Cooper Rush starting tomorrow? Uh, Cooper Ru- Rush so far, as of right now, Dak Prescott's listed as questionable. I heard Dak but they said, come back this They week. said Cooper Rush is going to start. Oh, okay. So I heard I'm, Dak. I'm assuming it's going to be one of the situations where it's like Dak's on the on the depth chart. Right. They're probably going to keep him as an emergency. Yeah, yeah, like third string. Or right. Some shit. And yeah. Cooper Rush gets hurt. He can come in and play, whatever. But like, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say. I know we were going to save the Eagles talk for after fantasy, but if Cooper Rush beats us through the air. We got bigger problems to worry about. Yeah, no, you're right, dude. If we stop the run, Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott. If we stop them. That defense becomes, or that offense becomes one-dimensional. Yeah, because, I mean, the, only, the, the the real threat, I think, on that offense, if Cooper Rush starts, is Tony Pollard. Zeke, I think, is washed up, dude. He's done. He's cooked. He's done. But, but the one thing with Zeke is that, like, he's cooked. Don't get me wrong, he's cooked. But he always, like, has one or two carries where he just kind of breaks one. It's like 14 yards. It's like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. And he looks like 2016 Zeke. And he always seems to play up against the birds. And the one thing the Eagles have to clean up that they didn't do well last week was tackling. Yes. You need the linebackers. We need TDJ Edwards to fly around the ball like he's been doing the past four weeks up until last week and tackle. We need that defensive line to get pressure. Hassan Reddick has been great. We need him to get to Cooper Rush all day. Yeah, this is a game you don't want to fool around with. I, I know the Cowboys have a good offensive line, but you want to put pressure, establish pressure early on in this game against Cooper Rush. Get him, you know, uh, feel. you want to get him to not feel comfortable in that pocket early on because then that will dictate the rest of the game. Um, if he's able to get comfortable back there and he's got more than three seconds to throw the ball and he's doing these dinks and dunks. Right, he can he, dink and dunk. Right, and then he opens it up, or he hands the ball off to Zeke, and now the Eagles are, you know, off their toes, and they don't know really know what's coming. This game could get a little squirrely. Now, granted, it is in Philly, so I think the home field advantage will help out. However, um, 
But Dallas, man, look, you never count out, no matter how bad they are, division rival. Because Very you, play, true. you play them Division twice games a year. are always tough. Always tough. Now, look, on the opposite side of the ball, the offense has to establish the run because you have Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons coming off the edge. If you can establish the run, a lot of draws, a lot of counters to where those guys are getting sucked in and they're just kind of caught flat-footed where Miles Sanders can just bust one for 14, 15 yards, that's how you keep that defense on their toes. You don't want to take your chances by chucking the ball up 50 times a game. Now, granted, I like the matchups. I think if we get digs on um, A.J. Brown. Opens up for Devonta Smith. I like it. Because now you got Dallas Goddard in the middle of the field. You got Devontae Smith in the middle of the field. I just don't want to have to play into their hand and throw the ball a lot. I want to be able to push with the, the at the line of scrimmage. I want to be able to push that offensive line and establish the run and just bully that team. And if you get up like 10 points, 17 points, they don't have the offensive firepower to come back. Exactly. They don't. Yeah. You, Cooper Rush is not coming back from a 17-point deficit. You want to take the wind out of their sails early. You have to beat that team up at the line of scrimmage and just own that game from the start, get ahead by a score or two, and then in the second half, control time possession and just run the ball. Yes. No, I agree with you uh, on that, dude. You you want to play bully ball, essentially, uh, tomorrow. And you want to you know uh, let everyone know, man, because... Look, the Eagles, man, you know, for everything that is said about them, they're, they're playing really good ball right now. Now, granted, if you want to say that Kyler Murray, uh, thank you to Kyler Murray last week for handing us that win. Uh, wow. Sure, but guess what? In the NFL, it wins a win, and we'll take it where we can get it. Good teams find ways to win. You're on the road. That's looked at as like a trap game. You're looking ahead to Dallas. You got the win. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. You know what you got to fix. You got the win. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we'll be looking to see more of the same. Uh, you know, I feel like the Birds did a really good job last week of holding that Cardinals offense in check. Uh, you know, granted, you know, a little bit towards uh, in the second half of that game, they were busting out. There, there was a, a point in time where they, you know, kind of were moving the ball at will. But I think the Eagles were just accordingly. Kyler Murray's a two-dimensional quarterback because he could beat you with his arm and he could beat you on his legs. They haven't really faced a quarterback like that. I mean, yeah, they faced Jalen in practice. But they don't. They haven't faced a Kyler Murray yet. They've faced a lot of pocket passer quarterbacks. Right, right. So, uh, you know, I, I think for everything that is said about the Eagles, uh, I, I think we will come to play tomorrow. I I bet them to lose last week. Uh, I won't do the. I won't make the same mistake again. Uh, they will win. They will go into this bye week six and zero. Oh, and we now, will be do you know the spread? I think it's birds. like six and a half. I could find out uh, for you in just one second here. Uh, let's see. Let's go here. Do a little Google action. I know it's like almost a touchdown favorite. I'd probably, yeah, say the same. Uh, let's see. I think I just seen it, yeah. Uh, buh, buh, buh. Six and a half. Okay, Philly, six and a half. Yeah. So it's almost a touchdown favorite. Yes. Now, I think that's fair. I think the home field advantage, if the Eagles can get off to a good start offensively, and that defense can shut down the run. I'm looking at like, and I'm not saying it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm thinking like a 24 to 13 kind of game, 23 10, 23-10, 27-17 type of ball game. But I think they get it done. You do think they get it? I think they get yeah. it done. Okay. Because at the end of the day, you're at home. You have all the momentum. If you establish the run. 
You take Michael Parsons out of it. You take Demarcus Lawrence out of it. And then Jalen Hurts can do what he wants. And he's a threat with his legs. And I just, I feel like this is going to be a big Miles Sanders game. It has to be. I'd say, all right, so let me let me put this out there. Uh, Miles Sanders over under 85 yards. Uh, let me get your opinion in a second. But okay. I will say if Miles Sanders rushes for 85 plus yards tomorrow, Eagles it's a win. Rat. It's a wrap. Eagles win. If he gets to 100 plus, it could be ugly. Yeah, it could be ugly. I tell you what, if we, like I said, if we get to like 120 yards rushing and as a team end up with like 180, 180 160, 200 yards rushing, it's going to be a bloodbath. But we have to do it. We have to establish at the line of scrimmage. You have to push that defensive line back and bully them with the run. So do you think Miles Sanders gets over that 85 and a half mark? I'm going to say he gets close to 100. Okay. I'm going to say at least, at the minimum, he gets like 95 yards rushing. And a touch? I'll give him one touchdown. All right. So I'll say, so I'll say over under 85 and a half yards rushing and one and a half touchdowns for Miles. That's good. Okay. That's a good line. That, and with that stat line, I think the Eagles win. Yes, so do I. Because you got to factor in Jalen Hurts is rushing. You Can know, gain well. Right, you're gonna have gain well and Sermon. If I don't know if Boston Scott's healthy. The other key is going to be: Is Jordan Mailata healthy? And can that offensive line hold Micah Parsons? Can they hold the Marcus Lawrence? Can they hold that pass rush? Yeah. Because you don't want. Jalen Hurts sitting back there, and those guys that pin their ears back and bum rush him. I think if they can establish the run, that's going to keep that Dallas defense on their toes, and then you're going to have a monster game. I'm telling you, if A.J. Brown or, De- or Devontae Smith finish with like 85 yards, seven, eight catches, maybe a touchdown, it's going to be a route. I'll tell you, I think uh, out of both of them now, it, it seems to be every other week, A.J. Brown does good, then Devontae Smith, then A.J. Brown, then Devontae Smith. So I think, uh, you know, because last week Devontae had like 10 catches. I mean, granted, it was only 85 yards and no touchdowns, but A.J. Brown really didn't do much. This week, however, Diggs is going to probably be on A.J. Brown all game. This is a game where I think Dallas Goddard has a breakout game and Devontae Smith continues yes. his trend upwards, man. Um, I think Devontae Smith, uh, Smith, another at least six catch game at least and 70 to 80 yards reception i, I was gonna say like 100 dude you, yeah i was gonna say he's gonna have a breakout game and i think if they get to that on top of the rushing eagles win yeah and that's the formula now listen i know dallas has a very formidable defense and one thing the eagles have to do is protect the football they've been very good at that this year they have not turned the ball over a lot you got to keep doing that yes protect the football take what the defense has given you Nice clock-eating drives, control of time possession, and you win this game. 100%. You're at home. It's Sunday night football. 6-0 is on the line. First place in the NFC, and the NFC East is on the line. Go get it. Yeah. And now you can go to your bye week confident. You come off with the Steelers, and you got a couple of games after that winnable that game. are all winnable games. Yes. You could be looking at like 10-0 if you play your cards right. Let's look at uh, the Eagles' schedule over the next couple weeks. And I'm not even saying that because I'm a fan. I'm just saying as a football like realist, you could be 10-0 if you really play your best ball. So the next couple weeks, Eagles got uh, the Steelers at home. Then they go to the Texans, and they're back home with the Commanders. They go to Indy, and then they're back home at the Packers. So that's the rest of October heading into November. And that's the, a favorable schedule. We easily could go. If we beat the Cowboys this week, we go 6-0. We could go seven, eight, nine, and let's just split, uh, say we split uh, one against the Packers and one against the Colts. So let's say we go what 
six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Dude, we, can go, we can be ten and one, dude, going into December. Then you're going to December, looking at okay, we're playing for home field advantage. We're, yeah, we're exactly. playing for the one seed in the NFC, and the fucking playoffs are going to go through Philadelphia. Exactly. Now it starts this week. Now you got to do it. You got to do it. Oh, God, it starts dude. this week. Oh God, I, I have something, dude, uh, but I don't want to say it, man. I don't want to say it. But could this be the year that the Phillies and Eagles both take it home, man? Can listen. it? And listen, and I'm going to one-up you. Don't forget about the Sixers this year. Dude, and dude, dude, that Sixers roster, that bench. Wow. They got P.J. Tucker and all them guys. Wow. That team is going to be the best Sixers team we've had in the past five years. I'm telling you. I'd say I think they're going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. They should. They should. But as history has shown us, that's uh, as far as gotta, they go. Got to get past the second <laughs> round. <laughs> now, I'm telling you, though, I feel like this year Tyrese Max is going to really surprise us. He's going to have an all-time year this year. Breakout year. I think it's going to be his breakout season, dude. He looks good in the preseason. Look, this is the year for them, man, because if not, dude, another year uh, of MB. Are we looking at another 1980? Like, all three? 1980 was huge wow. in the Philly sports. Wow. I, dude, I I think so. That could happen. I mean, look, I will say this. Everything, everything the Phillies are doing right now is gravy. The Eagles... Our expectations were pretty high in the offseason. Now they've climbed a little higher. You're 5-0. and You're looking at 6-0 and this week if you can beat Dallas. And then you got the Sixers, who, you know, we've had high expectations for the past few years. We could be looking at a very, very fun year. Trifecta, year, dude. 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 Trifecta, Mario? Listen, if we if we trifecta, even if two of the teams... If one of the teams, if one of them do it, yeah, we're gonna be on the show and it's gonna be a party. It's gonna be a party, dude. Yeah, let's go, man. I love it, bro. So that's what we got, man. Uh, Dallas week this week. We obviously, as you can tell, are very excited. Also, real quick, I know they're not gonna have the best year this year. We all know they're in a rebuild. But shout out to the Flyers. I was at the Flyers home opener this week. They beat the New Jersey Devils. Let's go, beating the Devils. Let's go. Hell yeah, bro. It's been a great Philly sports weekend so far. Ah man, and it's only John Tortorella, man. I like I like what he's preaching to them young boys, man. Keep it up. Hey man, look, the Flyers really can't get any worse, right? No. So I really feel like John Tortorella as the head coach is going to get the most out of that young team. So uh, yeah, man. So we'll be uh, like I said, we'll be on here uh, next Friday. We'll be uh, recapping the Birds game. We'll be recapping uh, the Phillies NLCS. Um, I guess uh, debut uh, in, in the next ten years. Or in the next 10 years. Uh, and since the first the land, in like 10 years. The first in 10 years. Thank you, Mario. Um, so, uh, yeah, man. And, uh, you know, we'll be uh, bringing you guys. Uh, we're watching them celebrate now. This is pretty awesome. Oh, watch. man. Get the champagne and beers flowing, boys. Yeah, Love to see it. Uh, obviously, we'll bring you the uh, fantasy updates next week and a bunch more, man. So that's really, I think, going to put a pin in our sports coverage for this past week. Do you want to add anything before we move on? I think we covered everything, man. Go Phillies. Go Birds. Go Flyers and Sixers, all four teams. Good luck this year. And uh, we're going to be covering it all here at In the Paint. Absolutely, man. Um, all right, let me uh, just get our some our stories ready here. All right, so uh, we have a couple stories here. Let me see how much time we got. So we got about uh, maybe 20 minutes left of show here. So we're going to uh, kind of hit these stories kind of quick. Uh, like I said, we will be back on next Friday with a full show, a full three plus hours for everybody. We just wanted to come back, touch base with everybody, let you know we are on, uh, are, we are alive. We are alive. <laughs> We're not dead. All right. So, uh, tomorrow we actually got the studio. 
Uh, stay tuned. Win by two used to be new EP coming out uh, this fall slash winter. So stay on the lookout for that. We have been Dude, busy. I'm excited for those mixes to come back on Tuesday. Tuesday we're getting some oh, mixes. Man. Tomorrow we're back in the studio. Shit sounds so good. Finishing up. So we're getting two mixes back on Tuesday. We're getting two mixes back. Well, we're finishing the other two mixes tomorrow. And uh, I'll have to talk to you after the show because there's something else that... Ooh. Yes. All right. So we'll just leave it at that. I love surprises, man. Dude, it's been a, whole, a surprise sort of show today, man. Yeah, this has been fun. Come in, Mario walking into the, uh, the new setup. Um... You know, and dude, what uh, a great Saturday this has been. The great Saturday, dude. We can kind of just like, dude. The only thing that this Saturday's missing is a couple of stogies, dude. After yeah, the show. yeah, dude. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance. It's to okay, but you know what though? I think after the show, I might have to hit the uh, cigar shop, grab my uh, Phillies victory stogie, celebratory right. cigar. All right, so uh, that's gonna put a pin in our sports talk. We'll move on. There's so there's a couple of videos I want to play. So obviously, you know, uh, before the break, you know, uh, we were kind of keeping our eyes on some uh, L.A. comics, some uh, you know, comics in the uh, comic comedy scene, dude. And you know, really, they have been nothing short of disappointing on you know just giving us just premium content week in and week out and just because we were on a break doesn't mean our coverage or our eyes stop you know uh you know searching for what they do because honestly man it would be hard i would have to shut my whole like internet down for like me not to get what they're doing across it's it's everywhere what they do they they, they never seem to disappoint is what i'm trying to say uh i'm looking here ma'am and we had uh brian redband so brian redband obviously as some of you may know, uh, you know, was Joe Rogan's OG producer. He was the guy in Joe Rogan's best friend. Let's call it Spade a Spade. And he, you know, kind of fell by the wayside. What happened to Brian Redband is kind of what almost happened to Matt Skiba, in a sense. You know what I mean? It's like he quietly got the boot. Quietly got the boot. <laughs> thanks, but goodbye. Thanks, but no thanks. So Brian has since moved on. To do, uh, you know, shittier things, I guess. Uh, you know, he works now with, uh, you know, Kill Tone. He's still with the Death Squad Productions, and that's his own little, uh, you know, production line. But he's working now with Kill Tony and on the uh, Kill Tony podcast that, uh, you know, comes out every Monday. But I, I just thought this was a hilarious video. Uh, we're not, like I said, we're not going to be deep diving on any pods today. We're just going to be, you know, keeping it light, keeping it breezy. Um, and just giving you what I seen these past three weeks that kind of jumped out at me. Um, so Brian Redband is back. Well, actually, he's making his debut on this show. Uh, and you know, Brian Redband being a plus size fella, and uh, you know, the thing you don't want to do as a plus size guy. We on, know, believe me, on this show, we know. Oh, dude, we're <laughs> we're the most obese people you ever meet in the world, uh, according to some Reddit users. According to the YouTube comments, YouTube I'm, comments. I'm a fat-ass bassist. But even still, Mario, uh, Brian, look, you are Slim Jesus compared to Brian Redman. How's that sound? <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, look, you never want to get caught eating if you're, you know, Obese, right? Especially on camera. Well, obviously, you want to eat. Because people make you feel like shit for it. Exactly. And it doesn't look good. It's not a good look. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, it, it it's kind of dicey. So, Brian Redband, not only is he eating on camera, uh, but he's eating McDonald's out of all things. Oh, boy. So, we're going to watch this. Uh, little Happy Meals. Little Happy Meals. The, the Dude, Brian Redband, he got so excited when he found out McDonald's brought Happy Meals for adults. He's like... 
I'm saving money and I'm getting my dude. Uh, the only thing I've been waiting on. for, and I'll be honest, I have been waiting for this, was for McDonald's to bring back the Halloween Happy Meals that come in the trick or treat buckets. I, I'm not gonna lie, I'd buy one of those. It's different, like I said, if you bought it, Mario. Right. If you're Brian Redband, eh. it's one thing to buy it. It's a, no, a completely other thing when you stream this to your audience, right? <laughs> like, imagine if you bought the Halloween bucket and then streamed it, and that was your content for the day. You know what I mean? It's like, eh. you know what I mean? It gets, it gets, it a, gets little a little, dicey. it's a little squirrely. Dicey. A little it's a little, dicey. It's a little, a little, dicey. A little squirrely. A little hairy. Uh, so Brian Redband, uh, nonetheless, man, we're going to bring it to you. Uh, he is doing this. Uh, I don't even know what it so is. So do you think he went with the 10-piece nugget or the Big Mac? I think he went with the Big Mac. If I know I Brian Redband, Big Mac. Yeah, if I know yeah. Brian Redband, he's a Big Mac guy. He's a Big Mac guy. Uh, so yeah, uh, without further ado, Brian Redband, eat your McDonald's live here on air. So here it is, guys. McDonald's. I mean, this is. And the, I can only describe this as a sponsorship or an ad this, this for is McDonald's. Essentially, what this is. I mean, I think Brian got paid for this. I mean, you don't just bring on a brand for nothing when you're these guys. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like even if you're kind of excited about something that McDonald's is doing, you're not like posting about it. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, so there's there's definitely an ulterior motive here at stake. I, in a little my bit opinion. of this, right? A little yep. bit of the coin. Yeah, man. Brilliant. They finally have a adult Happy Meal. And he, the only bad thing, you could only get it with chicken nuggets or Big Mac. And, and those are two things I really don't usually get it comes with four brian's type to go to mcdonald's and order the fish filet sandwich <laughs> i mean look i'm a double quarter pounder with cheese guy myself it's not a fish filet sandwich it's not a fish filet sandwich <laughs> brian is the type to go and try he's like yo i'm gonna go to mcdonald's but guess what i'm gonna eat healthy i'm gonna eat, get the fish sandwich I'm going to tell them. That's the where you know you're trying hard. Yeah. He's like, let me get the Diet Coke and the fish sandwich, please. I'm trying to, you know, watch what I eat. Small fry. Yeah. It's like, come on, Brian, dude. I mean, it's, it's, look, you might as well get the Big Mac at this point. It's all bad for you. Just go for it. Go big or go home. Putty, Grimace, Birdie, and of course a hamburger, but they're all like trippy. Like they're on acid or something, which is also smart. Uh, it's called the Cactus Plant Flea Market. Which is, uh, instead of saying adult happy meal, I think. Uh, but anyways, I think this is a limited time. Uh, if you open it up, it's just like a normal happy meal, I'm guessing. Yep, you got your fries, your Big Mac, and your toy. Again, if you want to open this, I am trying to get... Also, I tried to ask for a specific toy, and... Uh, they put them in these bags so that you can't see what they are and so that they, uh, you know, it makes it easier on the workers, I guess, for people. So if you want to open them up. I wanted to open the Happy Meal. All right. First the hamburger. Ham is, uh, the hamburger on acid. I'm not going to lie. The and toys are kind of like, dope, though. Uh, a normal toy. I do fuck with the toys. I, I do fuck say. with the toys. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, what are they called? The, uh. So get your big uh, dumb arm out of the way, dude. You're filming. You're on TV. Have some respect. <laughs> oh, I got the grimace. Oh, he's got the grimace one? Wow, oh, shit. That's actually that. a great fucking haul, dude. Do they stand up? Why do they each have four eyes? Are they just trying to insinuate that we're just all on acid? Yeah, is this like that some... we're all just burnout fucking... <laughs> yeah, like some subliminal some sort of shit? Like... Yeah, dude. Trying to appeal to our generation that we're just all burnouts? 
limited time only. Uh, the people at McDonald's did tell me that they ordered extra toys and boxes and stuff like that. But that they, so this uh, is a classic example of a video that uh, is going to. Um, it's an anticlimactic video, right? Because we're gonna get the uh, all the visuals of McDonald's, the toys, the the burger, the fries, and all that. But we're not actually gonna watch Brian eat the sandwich. It's like you know why why tease us, dude? You know your tease us. Why not go take all us the all, way? Go take us all the way. Uh, are almost sold out, and it is about four thirty right now, and uh, these only have been on sale since ten or eleven a.m. So I'm sure these are gonna be collectors' items. There you go. That's your quick look at the new, what's it called? Cactus plant flea market? What does that even mean? Hopefully these aren't, I just thought about it. Hopefully these are like real meat and not plant-based meat and plant-based chicken nuggets. All right, there you go. So Brian Redband, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give him a round of applause, shall we? Um, I felt like it was big to uh, introduce a couple new characters on uh, on this welcome back. Moral show of the here story, first. guys: collect them all. Oh, you gotta collect Go get them your all. adult Happy Meals. You no, know, I just don't get it, man. It's like you know, you have an audience of thirty-five thousand, uh, you know, loyal Eat subscribers. Eat the fucking Big Mac. Eat the Big Mac, dude. <laughs> or why are you posting about it at all? That's my thing. You know what I mean? Again, if you're a plus size figure, you should be, you know, not posting about McDonald's. Why don't you go to a fucking salad works, get yourself a salad, and then come report back to your audience on how they could be improving their lives. And instead, you're bringing them bullshit, garbage, and you're selling it as is, dude. You know, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Uh, you know, whatever. You know, it's it's no sweat off my brow, uh, you know, because I wouldn't, you know, be as big as Brian and then eat McDonald's live on there. I go, well, I guess he didn't really eat it, but... Tweets your zone, man. It's a, you know, what else is he going to do with it? Throw it away? <laughs> I don't something know. with it. I don't know. But that's Brian, uh, you guys, Joe Rogan's uh, OG producer that Joe Rogan wanted nothing more to do with. Uh, so we kicked him out for young Jamie Vernon now. Uh, so, you know, uh, Brian, like I said, is on the Kill Tony show. Uh, you know, he does has, have his own virtual red band where he does this. You know, you got to wear the Oculus goggles and uh, you could, you know, he does like a uh, after every Kill Tony. And I think every is that week, our next move virtual in the paint. I don't think so. Oculus. Not right now. The, well, the, the virtual reality isn't that good right now uh, for us to do that. I mean, people like the authenticity of a real person talking about real shit. Sort of thing. Once you start going virtual, it gets dicey, dude. It gets Everybody weird. doing a shot with us in VR? Yeah, it's like, you know, I I don't want to take that leap yet, man. It's like, you know, uh, I still... Too soon, too soon. I still like the real world. I don't know. Call me uh, uh, old-fashioned. I don't know. You boomer. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> Jesus. But, you know, that's just me. Um, so, moving on, we have another uh, hilarious video, and we will be continuing to cover Brian Redband uh, now that he made his debut on the show. We can bring him up along with Kill Tony. Kill Tony was actually uh, just had a uh, podcast. Actually, oh, let me double check this real quick. But Tony Hinchcliffe is somebody I've been wanting to uh, bring on this show. Um, he just did a podcast. We'll have to reach out to him again. Try to get him on. Well, no, well, no, he's not going to come on this. He would never come <laughs> on this. Show. He would never come on this show. I'm saying like to to cover. So he his last show was with Theo Vaughn. He was on uh, this past weekend with Theo. I do like Theo. Um, I, I like Theo too. The last Theo clip that we covered, I actually thought of all the p 
people that we've covered, Theo has been the one that I'm like, okay, this guy's real. Yeah. He, he's yeah. doing real shit. Yeah. 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 He's not he's not a fake sellout. Like our next two guests here. And uh um, one being somebody who's kind of uh, you know, they're fans, also known as the Swarm, Sam Tripley. Kind of came after us a little bit, man. The Reddit army. The Reddit army. Mark ar- Norman and Sam Tripley. You guys on Reddit, man. You guys are ruthless. Ruthless, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty bizarre. But Sam Tripley and Brian Callen, they also do a uh, podcast. It's it's a conspiracy podcast, and they label it as such. It's called Conspiracy Social Club with Sam and Brian. And uh, their set is shitty. Brian looks like he's out of place. I mean, Sam, that, look, this is what Sam is good at. I mean, if he's not good at anything else, he's good at talking, you know, conspiracy. Now, the real question is, is Brian Callen wearing flip-flops or shoes today? That is a great question, Mark. He's pr- knowing Brian's probably back on. He's got the flops yeah, on, yeah, dude. Flops. But, uh, you know, Brian and Sam get together uh, weekly. They do a Patreon episode, as you guys can see on screen. It's called Members Only Mode. So unless you're paying for this dog shit, you're, that's the only way you're going to be able to view it unless they bring a clip to you guys, and which they did uh, last week. And it's pretty much Brian verbally blowing Sam Tripley in a way that I have never seen before in my life. Like, I get it, man. If you're around, like, Andrew Dice Clay... Or Richard Pryor. Right, you're talking the top dogs. Top G's. That's top G's. The the real top G's, unlike the motherfucking loser Andrew Tate. Mario coming with the smoke. Andrew Tate, if you're listening, bro, fuck Jake Paul. Fight me instead. Mario's uh, desire to fight Andrew Tate has never <laughs> been higher here, ladies and gentlemen. I've actually, you know, kind of grown accustomed to not, maybe not liking Andrew, but understanding where Andrew comes from. But that's a different story for a different day. Uh, Mario, on the other hand, he's like, <laughs> I want the smoke, bro. <laughs> All the smoke. I'm going to jail. So, uh, we got Brian Callen and Sam Tripoli, uh, back at it again, which I think next week, what we're going to cover, uh, Andrew Tate was just on, uh, Pierce Morgan. Yes, he was. So I think I'll break that down and we'll cover it's a big it next one. Week. Yeah. yeah it's, that's a pretty big one. Uh, but nonetheless, Brian Callen, Sam Tripoli back at it again. Sam looking dumb as fuck with his backwards LA cap Whoops. on. Brian. That's the uh, $5 outside the stadium special. What's, I mean, what, what is this shirt? I don't even know. Does it say pickle? I thought it said bukake or something. <laughs> uh, leave it to Sam Tripley, right? Uh, but we're going to watch Brian just completely verbally blow Sam Tripley. Sam's not even that funny, man. Oh, so, the two of them are com- just brutal. Com- Dude, we, had, we put on Brian Callen's special on the way home from the Carolinas. And my God, that was the worst thing I've ever had to sit through. Well, we actually covered it on the show, but I, I don't think you were on the show when we. I covered wasn't it. there for that one. Yeah, so yeah, that's why we played it again. Holy, it fuck, was horrible, dude. brutal. It was absolutely fucking exhausting to get through. Brian Callen, man tears, ladies and gentlemen, check it out. Man, streaming. Everywhere. I'm crying, man tears, having to listen to that shit, dude. No, it was bad. I mean, like you look up a definition of bad comedy special, and there's Brian Callen's face in the in the dictionary, like, dude. Him and him and Shaw belong together on that show because my God, the two of them are unbearable to listen to. What I said then though is what I say now, dude. I actually think Brian's special was worse than Brendan Schaub's. Uh, it was worse because Brian is the type of person who's been doing you know stand up comedy for twenty plus years, right? He's got experience. Got experience. He's got the connects. You should like you should expect more, and you should deliver more. Hundred percent, man. But Absolutely. These, you know, like I'll always go back to it though. It, it's the fans. They never hold anyone accountable. They never th- say this sh- kind of shit. They just like applaud Dude, and it's 
unbelievable the unwavering devotion these people have to these comics. It's bizarre, bro. It, it really like, is. We, you just mentioned Dice Clay. You mentioned, wow, what's his name? Richard, Richard Pryor. Pryor. Dave Chappelle. Uh, Dave Chappelle. I mean, let's keep the list goes on and on. Even Louis Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison. Like legends of comedy. Yes. Th these guys are unbearable. They're, they're not even worthy of YouTube specials. No. Well, maybe that's all they're, they're they're worthy of because I mean, if they did look, they always they they want you to believe that oh man, we we try to network out to Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, but no one wanted to pick up my special. Uh, because yeah, I'm sure we were too. I wonder know, why we were too fiery, man. It was too uh, too spicy for TV, so we just did it YouTube ourselves. It's like no, bro, you're not. Who are you trying to fool? Yeah, because you know what, you can go on Netflix and like Nick Kroll. Dave no, Chappelle had a special. Dave Chappelle has multiple specials on. Those guys are great comics. Yes. You are bullshit. You on the I'm other sorry. hand, sir, <laughs> suck. I'm sorry. I don't care what you people think. I don't think they're funny. No, they're not. They're not. Because there's a plethora of reasons why we just name why they're not funny. But so for Brian, it gets us full circle here. To, for Brian to do what he's about to do to Sam Tripoli, which is verbally on his, uh, you know, <laughs> ego. Got gawking on yeah. his personality. Personality, dude. <laughs> uh, what we're going to watch. A big old throbbing personality. We can only assume that Brian is lying. He's either a liar or he's stupid. He, it's he, one or the other. He's putting on an act for the sake of the show. Exactly. It's all bullshit. So let's watch we'll it. See right through it. Brian, Sam Tripoli, take it away. Conspiracy Social Club. Road. I think you're, I think, and I also think, here, good, I'm glad we're talking about this. Sexual. I think you should focus on being sexual. The comic that random great Whoa, comic geez. that's inside of you, and I think you should focus on actually coming up with a ground shaking forty five minutes, and I mean a ground shaking. Look at Sam. He's like, "Who the fuck are you, dog?" Like I like. He's like, "Bro, you're not even f for Sam Tripoli to give you that look. You're not funny." And and same thing with Brian. It's like, dude, how how are you going to tell me what to do when you're like your last fucking? You're terrible. Special, your your special flop, dude. So why am I going to take advice from you? If it's Joe Rogan, I'll you know I'll, right I'll, yeah. But you're Brian Callen. Oh my god, because I, I'm it's delusional. It yeah, it's, it's delusional. Delusional, bro. it's delusional thinking, dude. We we live in two different realities from these people, it's nuts. bro. It's insane. All these people that are half as funny as you, uh, making fifty grand a weekend. You are without a doubt, without a fucking doubt. One of the funniest people on the planet. I just like to push the crowd so that. much. Did we, that's my problem. did we all just hear no, that? But that's that's. I just, did we all just hear that? Brian Callen saying undoubtedly Sam Tripley is one of the funniest people on the planet. I don't know, guys. I, I listen. I can't do anything for you. Maybe I just don't like humor. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we just hate jokes. Maybe I'm just a miserable fuck all day. Yeah. But that guy is not funny at all. No, dude. At and all, you, bro. sir, are not funny. Like you're not even you're you're worse. <laughs> That's bad, dude. It's brutal, dude. Oh my god. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I bro. don't really I like look, there's nothing I could do for you guys if, you know, you can't see past the the bullshit. Brendan Schaub, who we've been accused of being fanatics about on this show. Yeah, we are the Brendan Schaub podcast. We are the Brendan Schaub fan club podcast. <laughs> He's better than the both of those fucking guys combined. Yes. And that's bad. That's horrible. That's saying something, dude. Just like nope, hold on, hold on. Self sabotage bullshit. It's time for, that we are over that. You know, no one would disagree from Rogan to I don't care who it is. 
from myself to anybody who's a comic and, and, you know, a real comic and a real fucking headliner would disagree that you are, I would never in a million years, and if I ever heard anyone, anyone, Say they were funnier than Sam Tripoli. I don't care if it's Bill Burr. I don't care. I'd be like, excuse whoa, me, whoa, whoa, hold on, Bill, take that Bill back. Bill Burr, ba- ten times funnier this? than Sam. Take Tripoli. it back. You're not funnier than he is. You're not. Get the fuck Nobody out of here. So, dude, that is look. Sam that's knows a scorching it. hot take. Look, Sam knows it too. He's like, come on, dude. dude you, Bill Burr, you can't even fucking touch Bill Burr, bro. Don't even start me on that wow. shit, dude. Brian Callen just admits that Sam Tripoli is what. Funnier than Bill Burr. Funnier than Bill There's Burr. There's no fucking way, dude. Bill Burr was funnier playing a character in Star Wars and The Mandalorian than you are in your fucking stand-up routine, bro. Dude, it's unfucking believable, dude. Absolutely not even close. But look, we'll be called haters. We'll be called, you know, trolls. We're contrarians. Uh, We're just stirring the pot. We're just shit stir. What the fuck do you guys know? Listen, I'm not a comic. Yeah. But I watch and go to enough comedy shows that I know what the fuck is funny and what's not. Look, I, I, look, man. I live in a reality where, same thing with Blink-182. I'm very, you know, uh, not, uh, look, I, I don't criticize everything I see or hear. But it's got to be good, man. If it's good, I don't say shit. Right, I respect it. You can't, what, what these people do is they put something out. It doesn't, it's not good, right? They get all their friends to say it's good. All their friends, mind you, have, hype it the fuck up. They hype it the fuck up, and they have audiences over you know two hundred thousand people. So now you're telling you know uh, a whole bunch of people that something is good. People are so easily fooled nowadays, where all they have to see is a number, and they see five hundred thousand uh, views on a video, and they automatically uh, associate five hundred thousand views equals good. Equals good. Us five hundred subscribers equals shitty. eh, shitty. shitty. Right. Right. And it's like, you know. And it's not fair. Not only is it not fair, but it's, you know, it, it's almost a crime at this it's point. It's skewed. It's it, bullshit. It's skewed. Uh, the algorithm, you know, I, look, again, I don't want to be like, oh, man, why not us? Look, our time will come. I'm right. Not we're not trying that. to be butthurt. We're just trying to bring the facts. And point out the obvious, man. Right. You know, if we were thrown into the algorithm, you know, things would be a little different. But that's neither here or there. Uh, my whole point is these guys, you know, without their buddy, like, look. If you take Joe Rogan out of the equation, these guys aren't shit. Let me, I'll leave it at that, no. dude. I'll leave dude, it at that. Dude, I've seen funnier comics at the Foundry yeah. for $5 than these guys. Unbelievable, dude. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where that really leaves us, dude. Uh, do you got time for one more topic? I know we are kind of... Uh, uh, yeah, we're about at the 620 mark. I could do like one more. All right, then I do got to get rolling. This I got to head over to Pittman. This is pretty big. Well, lucky for you, Pittman is only right around the corner, so that is good. Um, yeah, it's short drive. Short drive. So uh, this past week, let me see where we're at, if anything's trending here. All right, nothing. Okay. Um, well, real quick. Uh, no, I won't play that. I was going to play the uh, Draymond Green. Oh, man, dude, that, that video is brutal. Yeah, but... I want to get off sports. And I, I will say that real quick. It was funny seeing him and Poole dapping each other up before the game last night. It almost felt like it. they were like right in front of the camera and they said, all right, let's get this out of the way real quick. Let's let's put up a nice PR stunt. Let's be nice. Do what we got to do. Do what we got to do. Put it to bed. But man, dude, he knocked him the fuck out in that video. Holy shit. Real quick, uh, Mr. Griffio Gassane. Let's go. We back. Yes, we are. We are back. And you know who else is back? The Philadelphia Phillies, baby. Fighting Phils. Let's 
Um, yeah, so Mr. Grifto Gift, I don't know if you're just joining us, but uh, th- today is going to be a little bit of a shorter show. Uh, but however, we will be back Friday and uh, every Friday from here on out. Uh, new studio look. Uh, yeah, man. So this has been a fun little um, uh, show back for us. Uh, but, you know, we're on some, uh, you know, we're on a time constraint here today. But next Friday, we will be bringing you three plus hours worth of material like we do usually every Friday. So um, we have one more big topic to hit because, you know, I feel like this was too big uh, to kind of pass up on this past week. But um, uh, so we had obviously uh, Alex Jones in the news uh, getting fined, which is the biggest amount of money that anyone has ever been fined for a speech and libel case, a First Amendment right. Um and he's been fined a billion dollars, man. I mean, that's a that's, lot of... That's a chunk of change, bro. And, you know, when you break it all down, dude, say what you want about Alex. Feel what you want to feel about Alex. You you could hate him or love him or feel neutral about him, whatever the case is. My whole thing is no one should be sued a billion dollars. One billion dollars. Would it be? No one should be sued a billion dollars for what they say. I was saying, unless they've committed like heinous crimes. Heinous crimes. And now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of shit that Alex Jones says that I don't agree with and I think is silly. But like, again, a billion dollars. A billion dollars. That's insane, bro. Do you know Purdue Pharmaceutical Companies, the, the pharmaceutical companies that created Oxycontin, you know how much they were sued? When they knowingly created Oxycontin. And think about it. Oxycontin destroys people's lives. Destroys. And Opioids has, have destroyed people's lives for years. You know how much they got sued? When they knowingly... Probably not even close to a billion. When they knowingly, in their active ingredient, like in, in their formula, in their patent, they knowingly knew that what Oxycontin was going to do. Th- their whole pitch back in like 96 was, we are coming up with the first opioid that is not addictive, long-lasting, this, Jeez, that, and the third. what a misfire that is. 15 years later, it comes out that- It's they, the most addictive opioid the, ever. Short of heroin. Yeah, short of heroin, yeah. yeah. So they got sued $635 million. Alex Jones, on the other hand, gets sued a billion dollars. For saying some shit. For saying some shit. So their whole argument was, uh, uh, so that's Texas uh, you know, and Connecticut, because Alex Jones has, uh, I think, two lawsuits he's been in now. They're saying Alex Jones, uh, you know, terrorized these people and, you know, sent people, you know, to their houses, the families and, you know, just caused this, you know, just bizarre, you know, just stir up of, you know, like these guys are acting. So we have to put a stop to it. Right. That's what, you know, is their argument. And, you know, it, it I don't you know, I've watched some of the clips. He simply just questioned it, dude. And and it, That's it, all he's ever been. And it gets dicey, dude, because it's like, you know, people like us who we like to kind of, you know, think on the uh, outside and kind of like, you know, formulate our own opinion. We go very objective with things. Of what the, the, sure. what the mainstream narrative is. I kind of like to look at the other side of it. And that sets a crazy precedent on us and everybody who does that, man, because it's like, now what? Do we get sued? Yeah, and all we're doing is posing an argument that doesn't agree with what you think we're not saying we agree with it one way or the other we're just saying hey this is also out there we have to look at this other side of it you can't just look at your side of it that you agree with and say that's the absolute fact you have to at least hear it out even if you think it's the absolute fact right like the person you're talking to doesn't have if they don't subscribe in your fact or they don't say they shouldn't have to be sued a billion dollars billion dollars right what are we talking about all right right 
So it, it sets a dangerous, uh, you know, precedent here. Slippery slope. Yeah, and, yeah. You're, you know, you're talking about, you know, we are protected by, you know, the First Amendment, which is, you know, the freedom of speech, you know, uh, whatever, however that looks. Sure. And when, when people start getting sued, you know, and they try to, you know, not just take away his his money, which, you know, Alex Jones isn't worth a billion dollars. He doesn't no. have a billion dollars, and he's has since said that. So it's like they just really want to put a stop to him for numerous reasons, right? Right. It, it it gets it gets crazy. Well, because man. they think of what he's saying is dangerous. It's dangerous. But again, if you're a free thinking individual that can make your own decisions, I hear things Alex Jones says I don't agree with. So that's the thing. It, it's like, act, it's act, I don't care. I just ignore it. it it's act, I just kind of laugh it off. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, you're not going to sit there and be like, yo, this person should be taken out, bro. And everyone has a right. To think and say what they want to say, I sure. think we can all agree with that. And sure, if you, if you can't, barring like hate speech and like racism and shit like that, homophobia, whatever, you have a right to say things. Well, even at that, even at that, because th that's where it starts getting slippery. I'm not saying it's right. No, no, but you're saying right. I understand what you're it's, saying. It's protected by the First Amendment. You, I get it. Yeah, get, I get it. It's not right. It's but, not right. But we get it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's one because once you start kneecapping some shit like that. Then that's where the slippery soap. And for most people, like most people, they will agree with you. They'll say, you're right. And I agree with you. Racism, you know, homophobic. The big ones. Sure. All that shit, you know, is is frowned upon. But who am I to, you know, am I the, you know, thought or speech police? You know what right. I mean? Right. I could just say, hey, I don't agree with that. I think it's wrong. Leave it at that. Leave it at that. And let society weed those people out. And, right, and right. And that's what right. will happen, you know. But... You know, somehow we've, you know, cornered ourselves and, and come to this point in time where everything anyone says ever is under a microscope. Is under a microscope. You have to do things a certain way and act the It's like, cancel culture. It's yeah, dude. It's cancel culture is by far one of the worst things that happen to society. hundred percent. Because like like we were saying, we understand that there's things that are cancelable offenses. But you can't put everything someone says under a microscope. If you don't agree with it, just because you don't agree with it, just like move on. Let them yell into the wind to nobody. If you think it's wrong or you don't agree with it, just let them just shout it into the wherever and just ignore it and move on with your life. People who actually try to, you know, bring people down like that actually make the situation worse, in my opinion. You're giving more attention to exactly. it. Exactly. You don't even realize it, but you're actually bringing it to the forefront. And now people are going, wow, you're being kind of ridiculous about this. I, even if I don't agree with what they're saying, I'm going to side with them because that's bullshit. And aren't we like, you know, as you know, human beings, right? Aren't we allowed to, or I mean, at least there was a point in time where we were allowed to question anything. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who are you to fucking we tell should, me? We should always question things. And we should question the government. Whether we agree with things they do or not, we should question them every day. Every day. Because they work for us, not for the other us. way around. Exactly. They are for the people, by the people. You know what I mean? It's not the other way around. Correct. You know, and that's the situation that we find ourselves in today where it's now they have to play, you know, mom and dad sort of. And it's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. Like, less government is better. But they want to try to control and run your life, and that's a whole different story for a different day, which we could probably get into Friday. Just we don't. Have we'll that save much. that for Friday's yeah, show. That's we, another rabbit hole we can get down. Yeah, just because <laughs> of our time constraints. I just thought this was pretty bizarre, man, and it's fucked up what goes on or what's happening with Alex. And um, like I said, I mean, you know, however you feel about him, or however you may think about him, or whatever the case is, just a simple fact that everybody, 
you know, all, and, and and these guys that are going after him too, man. I mean, they have money out the wazoo, dude. Like they could keep going after him until he fucking croaks. Now, credit to him. He's not, you know, going anywhere. He did the old Jordan Belfort. I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah, I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just bizarre, man, because like I said, it, it, it sets a dangerous precedent for the rest of us who, you know, try to just, you know, uh, I guess give people a different point of view, essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, dude, like I said, if you don't agree with it, that's fine. But like, okay, just let him say his thing and just whatever. Who cares? Guess what? It's only words. It's words. If you don't agree with it, just move on. It's crazy. What are we talking about it's here? It's crazy. Dude? And th- and that's the thing, dude. It's it's actually opened up normal people's like the av- average everyday person. It's actually opened up their eyes even more because the more they go after these people like Jones and Trump and all these guys, and they're trying to blow them out of the fucking take them off the map, essentially. It's actually, people are actually starting to wake up and just see whether you agree with those people or not, but you're starting to see how corrupt, you know, a certain party is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, look, I don't agree with things Trump says or Alex Jones. They're very, I think they're kind of loudmouths, but that's, that's, what, that's it. That's for them to that's be That's where loud it stops. Mouth. Right. I don't care. They can say whatever they want. I can think as a three as a free thinking individual. I can decide what I agree with or don't agree with what, what they say. And what some of these people are doing, they're being the thing. They're exactly they're being exactly what they're trying to fight against. Exactly, dude. They're it's it's hypocritical. It's so hypocritical. And it's like guys, just ignore it. Yeah, there's bigger problems, dude. There's bigger problems in the world. We we're entering in a global recession. We're entering right. in the president. You already you already got what you wanted with Trump. We voted him out of office. Who see, cares what he says? Well, see, just move on with your lives. In that specific instance, they don't want they want to stop him from running at all costs. So they're gonna bury him. You know what I mean? And well, it's guess like, what? Even if he runs in twenty twenty four, you have the power to vote him out of office. Yeah. You don't have to vote for him. You don't have to vote for him. Just move on with your lives. But see, what the, what they're doing is making it worse because they're telling people, and they're just doing the way they're going about it is so fucked up that, like I said, average everyday people are waking up and like, you know, you guys, but what you guys are standing for and trying to do, you're like you said, doing the complete opposite. Yeah, you're being hypocrites, and that's drawing more people. And that's to, why I always say, if you're too far one way or the other, left or right, dangerous, dude. It's dangerous. Yes. I would say I'm more left-leaning, but do I like, am I saying I'm this radical leftist? No, because I'm quite frankly, I'm nonpartisan, but more of my values and morals and like political views kind of lean left. That's, that's where I stand. Yeah. I mean, I can make my decision for myself. If a Republican candidate runs for office and I hear his economic plans and his social plans and all these things, and they kind of fit what I'm looking for as an American, I'm going to vote for that person. So that's the thing. I don't care about the party. That's the I thing. just want to know that they're there for me as an American citizen. That's And that's what they've made it, bro. They've made it. The, Everything's uh, overly politicized, dude. It's, everything, it's awful. Everything, dude. So it's, it, you can't talk about anything without politics being involved. And and it should not be like that, man. And, you know, because Ticky-tack politics, if that. Yes, very ticky-tack, bro. Like, you know, there's a lot of firsts that's happened, you know, in the last, uh, I'd say, you know, year even. Uh, you know, where a former president president has gotten raided now is probably going to be subpoenaed. Uh, you know, somebody's been sued for a billion dollars over speech. 
all you're doing is, you know, drawing people to these guys. Like you're, yeah, you're, you're aiding their cause. You're, 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 you're proving their point. Sure. You know? You're proving their 100%. point. hundred percent. And now instead of them going off into the wind and just letting them talk themselves into a corner and, and go away, you're fueling their fire, man. And you know, um, like you said, Mario, dude, like, you know, we just want what's best, you know, for everybody. Unfortunately, the Democratic Party and the, and the you know super radical left leaning people they they have given us nothing so like they don't even give you a good candidate to be like dude, all right here's option the radical A. left is as bad as the radical right it's insane dude it's insane both sides neocon you know Republicans they're, they're, and, they're, they're the worst and radical leftists dude it's bizarre bro and like neither of them are for the average American citizen I don't care no, I, for, I'll stand by that that's a hill I will die on they're for their own pockets right and I don't want to get too crazy uh, yeah I don't want to go down some political rabbit hole but that's just how I feel about it I feel like if you're a free-thinking American, you should know what's best for you as an American yeah, citizen yeah. and the people around you. See, that's the thing, dude. People can't... I, I think up until most recently, but it, people really don't form their own opinions, man. They need other people to tell them how yeah. to think, and that's where kind yeah, of we are. Yeah, we follow... I mean, the media's number one culprit of that. Yeah. They, You'll follow whatever they feed you. And, you know, they should be held accountable, uh, you know, just because a lot of their shit, like, you know... Man, it's crazy, and, dude. And that goes to, like, I hold CNN just as accountable as I hold Fox News. But and they're on opposite ends of the political spectrum. I hold them both accountable. So They're both, they both have a negative agenda. Where, so we were talking about Alex Jones and, and his, you know, uh, just being sued for a billion dollars. Are we now going to flip the flip the script on, like, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, all the people that lied us into the Iraq War or the Gulf of Tonkin. Oh, we were just or, watching the uh, Rogan clip about the, the Iraq War. Yeah, it's like... The government is what caused us to get involved in that. So now do we sue them for a billion dollars? It's like, you know, you guys... Look, you play with fire. What's the old saying? If you play with fire, you're going to get burned. You get burned. Right? So that's the situation we find ourselves in now, man. And if... You know, look, I, I feel like I'd be doing a dish uh, service if I didn't bring this sort of shit up. I don't really like going too political, but certain things really I feel like need to be, uh, you know, just kind of highlighted for some people. Because otherwise, man, you know, Twitter and YouTube and Facebook, they do a you good You got to bring it to light because well, you, these, you won't see the other side of it if you don't. Exactly, because these big tech platforms, what they do, man, they are essentially now just a leg of the government, an arm of the government. So... What they, uh, you know, want you to see is what they're going to, uh, you know, show you and not the other side. I mean, we, we've seen that in the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. I mean, if I think it was like if, you know, 25 percent of Americans knew about that at the time of the election, it would have swayed the election. Sure. It's it, it, look, it's, it's and on top of the fact that really we only elected Biden in office because we wanted Donald Trump out. Out, right. I'm not a Biden supporter, dude. Biden has been nothing but horrible sure. since he's taken. We've office. had we haven't had a good election in I don't know how long. Somebody has uh, somebody posed a question, um, and maybe you can uh, answer it for them. But uh, it's name one good thing Biden has done since taking office. He's potentially going to reduce my student loans by ten grand. I'm still holding out hope for that. I, I won't hold your. <laughs> I wouldn't hold your breath, dude. I, would, I, had, I was grasping at straws. You yeah. know what I mean. I had to try. You were something. trying to give him some. Yeah. <laughs> um. I guess on the social climate side of things, like things have calmed down a little bit. 
Not even though, because we covered here on this show, I think three weeks ago, where he came out in front of right. Philadelphia and was like, everybody on the other side is domestic terrorist. Right. And like, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I, the student loan thing was all I could think of. That's it. Dude, he's, we're, we are in, we're going and heading into an, uh, another war. We might even get nuked. Um, you know, the, the markets are fucking in shambles. Gas prices are through the roofs. Gas prices just went up again. Roofs. It's, it's, they insane. went down and they went back up like 30 cents, yeah. 40 cents, whatever it is. Yeah. It's crazy. They're, they're going to continue to go up, dude, because Biden, you know, shut down his first thing. He, one of his first things he did in office was shut off the Keystone pipeline, which produces oil in oil. the country. Yeah. Oil and, equals gasoline. And I get, look, you, you want to talk about global warming and, and climate change. That's a whole nother topic to begin with. Guess what? We aren't. We were energy independent under Donald Trump. Joe Biden wanted to shut that off. The Green New Deal, all that kind of shit. Uh, we're not at the point in time where we are ready to accept electric vehicles and completely, you know, carbon-free way of life. Listen, we're I, not there yet. I'd love a Tesla. Yeah, guess what? <laughs> I can't afford. I don't have eighty thousand dollars to spend no. on a Tesla. <laughs> I got my twenty-eight hundred dollars Subaru, baby. Let's go. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do you just fine, man. Um, so we got one last clip to play. It's real quick. It's two little clips, but this is from it's it's because it, it has to go hand in hand. So uh, a couple weeks ago, we were going to play some Steven Crowder clips, um, you know, to kind of introduce him into, uh, you know, the show. Uh, you know, this is a guy on on, you know, the right side of things. Um, not like he's doing the right thing, but he's on the right side of politics. Does comedy, you know, his show uh, Louder with Crowder streams every morning. But he does a lot of ridiculous shit. Um <laughs> I'll just keep it simple at that. Alex Jones, he did actually, though, have Alex Jones on the show uh, on Thursday. And uh, I just wanted to cover two clips. So, and it's mainly has to do with Alex. We'll get into Steven Crowder another time. Like I said, just due to the time constraints, we are really unable to do, like, deep dives today. But we do want to uh, still bring you some clips. So, uh, nevertheless, uh, our first clip we're going to watch is from Steven Crowder and... We're going to uh, find out why Joe Rogan hasn't had Alex Jones on the show. So we're going to jump ahead to... Joe Rogan's a flip-flopper, dude. Joe Rogan is a flip-flopper. Whatever whatever uh, produces ratings, that's what Joe Rogan will have on his show. Well, it, well, right now, Alex Jones would be he the, would. the big rating show. It would be huge. But I think... But the it, backlash is what he doesn't want. And I think yeah. there's a lot to do with uh, the Spotify contract and what he's able to do and not do. Spotify does not want Alex Jones At on all. Spotify. At all. <laughs> Alex Jones was on Joe Rogan two years ago. We're going to watch Alex talk about it here. And look at these two, man. Jeez, Alex. Um, so we're going to watch Alex uh, kind of, you know... Be charming here in a situation uh, and, you know, kind of describe why he, you know, isn't able to be on Rogan in these last two years. So uh, we're going to take it away. Stephen Crowder, first time here on the show. Alex Jones, a repeat guest here. Take it away, guys. Hey, when's Rogan going to have you uh, on his show? Why aren't, you, why, why aren't you doing his show today? You know, I don't want to be mean to Joe. Um, Joe told me, uh, was last time I was on the show was two years ago, and it was one of the biggest shows he ever did with, uh, who was on the show with me? It was a great comedian, really funny. Yeah, Tim Dillon. And Joe's like, yeah, we have you on a couple months, couple months, couple months. And then, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious what's going on. Just a little too much heat for Joe to have me on, which is fine. He had courage about the vaccines. He's had courage about censorship. He's been criticizing the power structure, but he's not as hardcore as Steven Crowder. And I'll just say it. But at least he overall defends free speech. And I just I just don't think Joe can you know handle it. We were out at dinner about a month ago. Last time I hung out with him. 
And uh, it's his pet peeve not to bring it up. And I just said, man, it really helped me with this upcoming court case because the whole media is against me. If I could get on there and explain things. And he just said, Alex, you got, you know, there's too much, too much craziness going on. Let's just so that's pretty interesting right there. Uh, Alex, you know, asked Joe when they were out at dinner getting steaks, uh, was like, listen, dude, uh, a like a friend needs your help here. Um, you know, I, a lot of people could say Alex kind of jumpstarted Joe Rogan's career in a lot of instances. Um, well, that Around the same time. Yep. So, I mean, Alex is like, listen, man, right now. So Alex in his court case was entered in a default judgment. The, the judge and the court found him guilty. He just went to court to find out how guilty he actually was and what he had to pay. So his hands were tied. He couldn't bring up certain things like free speech and all, all this kind of other crazy shit. So Alex wanted to go on Joe to kind of explain his side of things. And Joe shut it down real quick. The asshole Joe Rogan shut it down. And look, you know, uh, Joe Rogan, I think I still hold out hope for him. I don't think he's lost like Brian Cowan, Sam Tripoli, Mark Norman, those guys. I still hold out hope for Joe Rogan. So I do expect better. That's why I think Joe should have Alex on right now. Listen, I've been following Joe Rogan since the uh, Fear Factor days. So I'm holding out hope too. I, I, I think Joe, if, if Joe had Alex on, it'd really be doing a service to Alex to be paying it back. Uh, no. What an episode that would be. Because the one thing Joe Rogan, I will give him, is he's a great interviewer. Yes. And he gets the most out of his guests. And he would with Alex. That would be a show that would just write itself. Yes. So, uh, you know, I, I'd be wanting to see that. So let's finish out this clip, and then we got one more, and then we're going to call it a night. How's that sound, Mario? Sounds good to me, man. Just get it. through this. We'll talk about it later. So I'm not really worried about it. Obviously, I'm the big interview he'd want. He even said, listen, you're like nuclear weapons. You know, I, uh, it's, it's, it's a big deal to have you on, I, but I'm not worried about it. It's really a question for Joe. Because no, I, I know. Day, I'm, just, I'm just asking because, you know, you talk about how you're hanging out with him. And not, not only, if not him, you know, he has, he has a bunch of friends who could have you on. He has a whole podcast network. You know, I don't, And that is true. Where is Tim Dillon? L last time Joe All Rogan, these guys have podcasts. Tim Dillon, we just cover him all the time. Yeah. And it's like, Tim could have Alex on. You know, it doesn't necessarily need to be Joe. What Stephen, I, I, you know, I disagree with a lot of Stephen says, but to that, I mean, he is right. Tim Dillon could have him on. Sam Tripley could have him on. All these Rogan disciples can have him on. It's like, Alex, you know, when they want Alex to come on the show and, and produce ratings, Alex will be the first one there. Alex is like the guy, man. He's like, he tries to do do the right thing. And it's like, you know, uh, his peers kind of like see him as this like, I can't be seen with you, but I'll <laughs> use you when I need you sort of yeah, deal. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. kind of fucked up the way they, they treat Alex. I mean, just look at him, dude. I mean, I mean, the guy's harmless, bro. I mean, if you ask me, I mean, he might say some shit you might disagree with, but are we really going to let words fucking, you know, start a revolution here? I mean, well, they, it has before. I won't say <laughs> that. I think I, you know, you get my point, though. I do get your point. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. What are we talking about? Like, like I said before, just, just ignore it. Yeah. If you don't agree with it, just ignore it. You don't have to watch it. No. I don't really have that. You know, you've been to our studio. It's, it's really just me. I'd love to grow it uh, eventually with other people and be able to, you know, throw more su support behind folks. But right now, so that, that, let's me just behind say the it, on the courage scale, on, on the courage scale, watch Stephen Crowder's a 10. All right, so now he's going to get into the courage scale. This is our last clip of the night here. Uh, he's going to uh, lust over Joe Rogan's balls. And Alex Jones is a 10, and Joe Rogan's an 8. And I'll, I'll take an eight all day over our enemies that are at a zero. Of, of course. Uh, and so I'm nothing but thankful to Joe for all the heat he's taken having me on. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so I totally understand it. And you know what? I don't want to give out any inside baseball here, but I'm just going to leave it at this. I'll tell you off air if you want, but it's private. Um, 
the very same people trying to silence me. I, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to get into it on air. But there's been uh, some real harassment. Don't dangle the carrot and take it away, fucking Alex Jones. Come on, bro. That stuff uh, that's going on. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know that's happened with him. And, you know, that inside and baseball. You know, I'm on that, you, you know I'm on that list as, as well. So I know we all deal with it. And, uh, <laughs> Crowder's like, yeah, yeah uh, I know you're talking it's about me, that's bro. That's why I say for people out there who are watching. All of us are on that right blacklist together. YouTube, please hit the like button. Hit the share button. All right, here we go. Alex Jones being charming here. Leave a comment Check below because you won't find it in the algorithm. And I do ask that you join up at Mug Club. I do ask that you go head over. If you want to this is an information thing. war. It, it absolutely People should is. be flooding you with funding. You're one of the only professional people doing top. Now, I want you to watch Steven Crowder's body mannerisms here, right? Because you could tell the way someone feels. They don't even have to say how they feel. You can just tell how they feel. Now, Alex is notorious for cutting people off or talking over people. And he's just fired up all the time, right? Watch him and then watch Crowder. Just keep your eyes on Crowder. Watch the uh, annoyance that is stemming off of Stephen S. Crowder here. It, it people is. should be flooding you with funding. You're one of the only professional people doing top flight <laughs> comedy and analysis. I mean, it, I mean, it's better than the production on like these late shows that have giant budgets, 20 times your budget. People should flood you with support. And more importantly, <laughs> you're going to start an earthquake the way you're shaking that pen, my guy. Jeez. Man, that's, some, that's some nervousness. I know that's the dude. real currency we all want is to override the censors and to win the info wars. Absolutely. <laughs> How much Adderall have you taken today, sir? I can't he's, see your pupils. He snored a couple Adderall, dude. dude. Look, look how big his pupils are. Shit. You see the blacks? Look at the blacks. He looks like how half my freshman dorm mates look like when they were on Vivance fucking finishing their final paper for the <laughs> semester. Jeez, dude. <laughs> God. Everybody should support Steven Crowder, who's got the 500-pound testicles. <laughs> well, Joe's only got Joe's only got Joe's only got 400-pound ones. Okay? Yeah, well, I, look, I admire I admire Joe's balls. Okay. Oh, look, well, you Steven, see that? yours are. Look how annoying he's getting, dude. He's like, shut up about my balls. Look how look, dude. Alex is just a happy-go-lucky guy. He's like, let me just comment on his balls. Let me make him feel good. He's in his own world. And crowd is just like, oh, shut up. Bigger, bigger, and even more juicy. Well, gosh, you did say you've been drinking too much, and part of that has to do with the fact that I have the under uh, under the cabinet microwave. I've learned my lesson. All right, hey, Alex. No, no, no. I made a gay. I made a gay joke, so it goes viral, Stephen. <laughs> it's funny. Um, watch Stephen's laugh here, and this. Oh hey, my Alex, god! No, no, no. I, I made a gay, I made a gay there, joke, dude. so it goes viral. Stephen, <laughs> said, uh, it's funny. Yeah, and he said you have to recharge your batteries. Uh, Alex Jones oh is a robotic homosexual. Uh, all right, look. Alex uh, Jones talks about Stephen Crowder's juicy balls. <laughs> wow, dude, there it is, dude. They're talking is. about turning the freaking balls gay. <laughs> there it is, man. Alex Jones, wow. Stephen Crowder, dude. Ridiculous, uh, bro. Hey man, it was a, it was. I do respect Stephen. It is entertaining. It's entertaining. Stephen Crowder looks so fucking uncomfortable, dude. He, he looks very yeah. He's like fuck. Well, because Stephen Crowder, look, Stephen Crowder. I, I didn't mention that. I should have set this up better. But his you know staff that surrounds him, they're the types that whatever he says, whatever he does, they're told to laugh. They're told to not question anything Stephen right. says. Just go along with it. And when Alex goes on the show, it's like... He's going one-up on whatever Steve says. Exactly. And, Steve, <laughs> and Steve's not used to that. Right. You know what I mean? Crowder is not used to that, dude. He's right. used to being the center of attention, the host. You know, uh, it's his show sort of thing. When Alex comes on, Alex will do that to any show. He'll take someone's show and he'll take it over. He'll be... Sure. He, he's one of the best in the business as an, an entertainer, um, I, I'll say. But 
Steven Crowder, uh, we'll continue to cover him. I felt like, you know, today was a, a good show uh, on our show back to bring up some new, uh, you know, uh, guys here. Oh, there there's going to be developments on this for sure. A lot, a lot, man. And it, it's a shame we don't have that much time left anymore, but we will uh, follow up next Friday, man. So uh, Steven Crowder, Alex K. Jones. As always, welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, we'll be on next Friday, guys. Uh, unfortunately, we do got to wrap, Mario. What a good episode back. Good episode back, bro. Uh, it's been Phillies, fun, man. Phillies uh, winning, going to the NLCS. The Eagles, I think, are going to win uh, out of our two analysis. I think we both I got them, too. You got a final score prediction for the Birds. This final week. score will go uh, with a, a weird score. We'll go 27-16 Birds. I like that score. That's a good score. I will say 23-17 Birds win the game. 6-0. Nice. Six and zero birds. Let's go. Book it, dude. Super Bowl fifty. What are we? Six now? Fifty five? Fifty seven? Maybe. Like that. Here we come. Um. No. Yeah. We'll be back on. Let's next. just get the six and zero. We'll go week yeah, by week. We'll, Let's we'll, do yeah, it. We'll go birds. Go Phillies. Go birds. That's right. Um. New studio, guys. New look. Uh. I'm excited to be back. We'll be back next Friday. We'll cover everything. I promise. We'll get more in depth with everything we do. Um. But this is just something I want to scratch a little bit of surfaces. Raise some questions for everyone out in the audience. Open up some dialogue. Open up some debate because that's what we love to do. We love to shoot the shit and hear what you guys have to say. And, uh, you know, man, uh, the last three weeks, dude, I mean, yeah, it, it's been fun just kind of chilling on a Friday. The break Saturday has night. been nice for a little bit, but, but we it, are back. We are full force. Feels good to be back. In the feels sound, good dude. to be back. Let's pour up a, uh, a little goodbye shot for the folks I here. I like that, dude. <laughs> yeah, I like so. that, bro. Mario, you've been holding it down since day one, dude. Dude, this has been a blast, my friend. I'm glad. We got we got Phillies NLCS baseball coming up. We got Eagles Cowboys this week. Here, let's let's do this, Mario. Ready? Another great episode. We're back. Let's do this, Mario. Everybody listening in, good, John. Cue us up. What do we got? We're gonna go off on a song here. Oh yeah, let's do it. Oh dude, dude, Stone Cold Lock this week, baby. Let's go. Stone Cold Lock, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in for another in the pain podcast. We'll be back on next Friday. Thank you for tuning in on our great episode back. It's been fucking great. Go Phils. Go Birds. We love you guys. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Philly Sports Weekend. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Peace. Don't drink and drive. Hopefully this is the one with the birds. Score a touchdown. One, two, three. Fuck the Cowboys. Let's go. Woo! Well said, Mario. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bang, bang, motherfucker. We'll see you next week, guys. Thank you for tuning in.